and welcome to the final TBD podcast. That's right. This is the last one. And I am your host, Space Orphan 18. And we've got a lot of things. A lot of guests are coming back. But joining me um, on this road through all of the other guests and whatnot um, is Snarky Hack and Chasing Kerouac. And yeah. Welcome back, guys. Welcome to the final podcast. I can't believe it's the last one. I know. It, feels it is crazy. It's good, but it feels crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. And we are the vodka-soaked glue that holds together this entire <laughs> evening of podcasting fun. In case oh, anybody's curious, tonight's RB is brought to you by vodka. Vodka! Yay. It makes you fun. <laughs> and or mine is tired. Or tired. I mean, one or the other. <laughs> mine, I'm actually depends on how much vodka. Hmm. Is it enough um, vodka to make you Russian? <laughs> so I actually have a drink tonight. I'm drinking pink Moscato, and it's very delightful and relaxing. Oh, look at how so, fancy! I know. Does it taste like pink? Mm-hmm. Oh it my tastes God. like if pink. Any, if anything tastes like pink. I, good lord, it would be pink Moscato. Oh my goodness. Does it come in a bag? I really hope that it comes in a bag. No, it's in a bottle. <sighs> I'm sure there's a... Be like, if you're going to be super version. classy, you need sparkling... I mean, not... I mean, sparkling is great, but you need pink wine that comes in a bag that you can slap. Oh. That's, I the kind that was in a box, that. but is then just in a bladder? Absolutely. We're going to frenzy on this shit. Oh, my goodness. I'm water. Who among us has not slapped a bag? Oh, God. This is going to be another one of the things where, like, oh, my God, RB, I can't believe you've done it. It's like, of course I did. (laughs) Yes, but we love you anyway. I'm over here representing the Amish drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I, you know, I'm really, really glad this worked out because... Um, you guys are like some of my favorite people ever and to finish this podcast with so many people coming back, but having you guys kind of be the glue in between all of the segments that we've got on the show tonight is very, very special to me. And and I appreciate you guys being here, here at the end of all things. So as I described it to you, as I described it to you off air (laughs) one time, RB and I are like Thelma and Louise and you're the car. (laughs) (laughs) We're all we're in it together. We're all going off the cliff together. But but then that begs the question: Which one of us came up with the idea? Like we should totally fucking drive off the cliff. Oh God, he isn't. It? <laughs> I, it depends. Does if this I'm the also car, mean that I get to be the one who gets to bonk like '90s Brad Pitt? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> you get to do that. No. So, um, so what we're going to do, I have a little bit of a trivia game way back when I was going to do a trivia night with lots of people and that didn't happen. So you guys get to take the trivia, the trivia stuff. So, um, (laughs) we're going to see how much I remember. That's okay. And I'm not going to keep track of points, but those of you at home can keep track of points just to see how well you do. This is just a for fun type thing because I thought it'd be fun that we're at, at the end and each segment, um, kind of coincides. We've got auditions. Um, invitationals, sectionals, regionals, nationals, and internationals. So awesome. Guys, do it. Get ready for this. And then at the very end, I have we've been doing 
Um, for all of the segments, everybody gets um, the Nudie Awards. And I want to shout out to RV because she came up to that name for me. And they're kind of like the Dundies from The Office, except for they're not mean. They're nice. Everybody gets a nice Not all of the Dundies were mean. That's true. I mean, yeah. yeah. So. Nobody is getting... See, I was going to say nobody is getting drunk in this Chili's tonight, but I kind of am getting drunk in this Chili's tonight. So, <laughs> uh, so. so yeah. So, let us kick off. We're going to kick off with it. Um, before the first segment, we're going to do the audition round of the trivia contests. Awesome. Okay. You guys, I have two categories for you guys. And these are fairly straightforward. So, the first category is Kurt and Blank Quotes. And you just got to tell me who said the, the following quote. It's going to be either Kurt or Blaine. Okay. So if I okay. guess Rachel, I'm automatically wrong. Yes. <laughs> All right. Just want to make sure that I understand the rules. Okay. So those are the rules. Okay, cool. All right. Who said, my body is like a rum chocolate souffle. If I don't warm it up right, it doesn't rise. That's Kurt. That's yes. Kurt. Yep. I All love right. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next one. I mean, these are the easy questions, guys. So, okay. All right. Um, if he and I got married, the Gap would give me a fifty percent discount. Blaine. Oh, that's Blaine. <laughs> dumbass Blaine. Dumbass Blaine. It was during his dumbass time. But I Everybody has a dumbass dumb period. Thank you. Enjoyed his dumbass time. Yeah, it was wonderful. And it was wonderful. That's what I would be concerned with too. It's like, wow, <laughs> I could get a discount at the Gap because that would be the late nineties cool. when I was his age, and it was the Gap was still rel- still relevant. So cool. Yes, <laughs> fall into it. <laughs> okay, next. I quotes. had my dream perfume and my heaven perfume. I was never a big mm. fan of brass, but yeah, I totally okay, found sorry. the bottle in a Wrong box. question three. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Afterwards, we're going to make out because your boobs look slightly bigger today for some reason. Kurt. Yes. That was Kurt. Was when he, it was from the, the episode Props when they did the body swap and he was Finn talking uh, to Tina. Yeah. So, so that shouldn't really count because that was technically Finn. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then you get a po- bonus point. Bonus <laughs> point. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> All right. Hunger is a big problem in this country, although so is obesity, which is confusing. Blaine. That sounds like yep. a Blaine. It is Blaine. Yep. All right. Next one. Look, I've been doing this weirdo, quirky, fabulous, outrageous sidekick best friend thing for a while now, and it hasn't gotten me very far. Kurt. That's Kurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Last one. In a world where everything changes, some things always stay the same. They say there are only three things you can count on in life. Death, taxes, and Dalton Academy. Dalton Academy. Oh, sorry. That's Blaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. The second category is a category that I call, um, you're going to grow in at this title. It's called Chris or Chris. And you just have to tell me if I if the question is about Darren Chris or Chris Colfer. I'm going to say vodka. That's okay, because unfortunately, Chris Evans is not a, an answer for any of these. Which so. means that all the answers are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whose middle name is Everett? Plain. 
Oh, yeah, sorry, Darren. Darren. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wrote? Apparently, a- I, I, my answer was Blaren. <laughs> Blaren. <laughs> I love it. All right. Who wrote a gender swapped musical parody of Sweeney Todd? Chris. Chris Adams. Or did. Yes, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. <laughs> I would love to see Chris Evans I love in it. that. Oh, man, I mean, that would be absolutely. amazing. That would be Selling amazing. And what other Chris would be great for, like, you know. All right. So, who taught themselves how to play the mandolin? Chris Cross. Darren. <laughs> it's Darren Chris Cross. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Whose first stage experience was a community version of West Side Story? Oh. Chris Rock. <laughs> Christopher Columbus. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, any guess? Are you, are you gonna tell us? No, I, I guess Christopher oh. Columbus. I don't no. know. It was Chris Colfer. Really? All right. Yes. What? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. That's what, it's that's fine. what Wikipedia said. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cool. All right. I assume he was a jet. <laughs> so this is totally. You can totally. You're gonna guess on this one. Um. Both Chris Colfer and Darren Chris were on Jane Lynch's Hollywood Night. Only one That's of them true. won. Which one? Jane Lynch. I, <laughs> well, Jane Lynch always wins. I think Chris Colfer might have won. He did. Okay. He did. All right, last one. Competitive. Who won, or sorry, not who won, who received two Emmy nominations? Chris Pratt. Chris Colfer. Actually, it is a trick question. They both did. Darren got an Emmy? Oh, for the, for the song. song. Yeah. Yep. Fine. So, the answer's Rory. The answer's Rory. <laughs> There's always Rory. I love it. So, um, so we're going to pause in our game, and then I'm going to um, set you guys up. It's the first segment of our Everybody is Hanging Out With Us is with the Europeans. And so, um, hang on. They're going to talk about their time on the podcast. Hi, Europeans. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I'm calling the European segment of the finale, um, because I have my lovely ladies from over across the pond here, and, you know, they have been so amazing because they do this podcast at, like, ridiculous hours of the morning uh, because of the time differences, because we're, like, a good six, seven hours apart, and I have evenings, and they're like, yeah, and then it's, like, two in the morning, and they're falling asleep, but they're amazing. Um, so why don't you guys go ahead and say hello? Hello. Uh, my name is Carmen. I'm playing ship on Tumblr, and Clay- no, it's wrong. I'm playing ship two on Tumblr, and I'm playing ship on the archive. <laughs> Okay. I only had two sips of my yeah, so. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Annie. Uh, I'm a perfect anomaly uh, on Tumblr. Uh, oh, and uh, anomaly reads as well. It's just my thing. Uh, yeah, and uh, hi. <laughs> and I'm Rosie, and uh, that's coming up, Rosie, on Tumblr. Awesome. All right. So welcome to the finale. Last episode of TVD. Crazy. Ooh. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> time to get emotional. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do, I have like a little award. It's, it's figurative or yeah, figurative. Um, and it's kind of like the Dundies from the office, but uh, you know, here's where you guys were like, what? I remember when you, you just like, for the audience, when I told them that we were going to do this, they're like, what are you even talking about? This is so weird. Uh, so, but anyway, 
Uh, this is me just kind of saying thank you to each of you individually um, and just being so grateful for taking your time out to talk with me on this podcast. So I'm going to start with Rosie. Um, Rosie, dear, you are getting the Sugar Mata Sweet and Spicy Award because you <laughs> pop up <laughs> on the episodes. You're not on a lot of them, but you come up and you're always sweet. Sometimes you put in a little zinger and you make these episodes just so lighthearted that every time you're on, it's so amazing. And yeah, you get a little Sugar Mata with their sparkly little, you know, sweet and spicy outfit. So I'm doing a Sugar Mata bow. <laughs> you can't see it, but I am doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Rosie. Um, Carmen, I'm giving you my Sam Evans Always Lending a Helping Hand Award because not just on my podcast, but in fandom, you were always there rallying the troops, helping people out, helping collect fix. You translated my fic into another language, and that's just amazing to me. <laughs> And so I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you've done for this fandom. Oh, thanks. So much. <laughs> I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and then Annie, my dear Annie, um, you are getting the Adam Crawford Cutie Across the Pond Award. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you are just... Always so upbeat and so sweet, and you really are, you know, open about all the multi-shipping, so I'm like, Adam has got to be represented in there, but always willing to challenge the status quo and always willing to challenge people, you know, preconceived notions of things, and and your intelligence speaks through that, and I just think you're a fantastic person to bring up discussion and make me look at things in a new, different way, and I find that amazing, so I just wanted to say thank you for that. Thank you. I wear beanies as well, so that's it's new world. Well. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, that's what the the thank you all all the words. I'll have to come up with little like I don't know if I should get gifs or if I should get still or something. Make you guys the little words that I can put blog them, reblog them when I reblog the finale. But um, I think you do enough for already. <laughs> And thank you back because it's fun to talk about glee because it's one of my big guilty pleasure and I don't talk about it to many people so it's nice nice to have somewhere where you can feel like not guilty about your pleasure right right so yeah don't you think you should get like an mvp no, what was the Rachel got in original song? That was M- oh gosh, what was that? The MVP, <laughs> most valuable player one. Yeah. Well, that's sweet of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't totally did not do. This is my way of saying thank you to you guys. So it really didn't need anything back. But um, that's very sweet of you. So <laughs> I have a couple questions for you guys. The first one is, um, do you remember, like? Either the first time you've came on the podcast or or what made you decide to even come on the podcast or why, how did you guys decide, okay, this is a thing that I want to take part in or why did you come to that conclusion? Um, I can start. Perhaps, uh, I My first podcast, I think, was um, uh, the Glees, uh, um, the role you were born to play in Glees podcast. <laughs> uh, and I... I've always loved the breakups. 
the breakup arcs in the series. I think they do reconciliation very well. So that was one the first episode I really, really wanted to do. And I I was I've been lurking around since the beginning of the podcast, but I was too unsure to join in because I was unsure of speaking English like live <laughs> and all of those stuff but now I'm a tipsy so now it's okay <laughs> I don't care anymore uh, Carmen how about you yeah. uh, what made you decide to come bug me about being on the <laughs> um, I've um, listened to some of the podcasts when I uh, stumbled on Tumblr when I stumbled over your posts about the podcast I think it was sometimes around season three. I'm not <laughs> quite sure. Um, I, I mean, the podcast, the season three podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when the rewatch started, I made a point in always listening to the whole podcast before I did the the rewatch of this episode. And so I fell behind because I had to start at the beginning. And... Uh, listening to all the podcasts there were so many times there were things where I said oh I, I would have to to say something to this topic and I sometimes I, I commented on the on the podcast and I think I, I don't know when I, I think one time I just uh, messaged you and mm-hmm. like asked you oh please I would <laughs> like to join is there any any possibility and then you said okay the season four podcast is already completely done and and planned and uh all the all the episodes are already um manned women i don't know and um and then you said okay you can you can join the the season five if you want and then i said okay put me wherever you want i'm glad to be wherever and then you I think uh, 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 5.10 and 5.15, so um, uh, the trio and and bash. Oh, yeah. Am I? Yeah, I, I was in that one, too. Yeah, yeah, you were in the, in the first one in trio. Cool. Yeah, because I was I uh, fell asleep, so I came early. <laughs> 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 I remember that. So, yes, that, that was my first. So, trio was my first, and I, I was scared. I was terrified before oh. it started. But you did so well. Ah, I was so terrified, though, because I didn't know if I could, you know, say what I want to say, what's in my head, but ah, doesn't come out because I don't find the words. And sometimes it's still like this. But yeah, I manage. <laughs> Rosie, I don't remember your first first no, podcast. No, I would, you know, I was trying to think of that, and I don't remember at all. <laughs> I remember. I remember sort of putting my hands up because it was like, oh, talk about glee, me, me, me. I'll do that. Um, I'll do that. And I think actually where I've ended tended to end up, well, because of the time differences and when I could, could and couldn't do, which has always been a bit limiting. But I think I've often ended up on the uh, the episode nobody else quite fancied so much. So yes, I the claim light. Uh, but I think. we've always had fun with those episodes, I think. But you see, I do have fun with them because um, hmm. I suppose because although 
I, I, you know, I actually thought uh, the, the whole Klein story was very sweet and very important, actually, as well as being very sweet. Um, you know, I'm just a Blaine stan. So that's... <laughs> Blaine is my boy. So um, really, I can be quite happy as long as he gets, you know, to speak in an episode. But I, you know, but there are some of them where, you know, there's not much of either of them where, uh, yeah, I can have fun with it. Yeah, you didn't have to have any sort of concern that the ones where they were very light in the episode, you had to have no concern in that episode about them. You could just have fun with the rest of it. Go on funny tangents. Exactly. Exactly. Because it wasn't, that wasn't the bit that was desperately important to you or really grabbed you or infuriated you. It was just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um. So I think that's uh, I think that's been me really. Cool. Um, <laughs> do you guys find being um, not over here in America has it been an interesting experience or like uh, like learning the different culture? I, I feel like that I've learned from you guys a lot because you know a lot of times you guys are like, "What does this mean?" or um, "I don't understand this particular thing," and I'm like. I don't know. And it's been a really awesome kind of culture exchange. And I kind of wonder if you guys had any thoughts about that. I had to look up occasionally when Santana used insults. Who, what, what is, you know, <laughs> popping Jay fresh and what is, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh, there were a few things she used at the, this, uh, there's the something twins that she called, um, I was like, I have no idea what some of these references are, but it sounds funny. Uh, so I definitely, I have ended up calling trousers pants, which I think is a strange state of affairs. <laughs> yes, because are, are pants over there your underwear? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's just the image of uh, Blaine wearing suspenders and pants. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> that's a tiny set. <laughs> so yeah, I can just say uh, actually a lot of the time I've been thinking when I watched the okay I don't understand this but it has to be something American and then I've talked to you <laughs> and it's not really it's just Glee being odd. Glee, I know. <laughs> there are times when I'm just, like I just hmm, okay that's. That's probably just the American school system, and it's just no, it's not. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> I think my illusion's broken because I don't trust that. I used to think it was just things. I just usually assume that things are like factually correct with regards to background stories, like school systems or mm. how things work, like in I don't know uh, uh, after school clubs and so on, but. Uh, whenever I speak with people, they say no, no, it, no, no, it's not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, same, same with me. I had to mostly. I had to look up when they just uh, dropped names, like any, uh, you know, like TV persons or um, singers that I wasn't um, uh, familiar with because it's it I'm, I'm too old so it's not my the, the kind of music i listen to or whatever so uh and because in in case of tv persons or or you know i 
I just didn't know them. So I had to look them up and, and find them in Wikipedia or wherever. And also in the podcast, there was often uh, um, references to, to certain things. I, I only got then because in during the, the episode watching, I couldn't get the, the, the reference. So, and with the, with the background of the podcast or um, then sometimes, ah, okay, <laughs> I understood. <laughs> so it's, I mean, usually it's not really important if, if, if uh, Sue is ranting and, and uh, insulting people and using names, uh, it, it doesn't matter if you know what person she, she's speaking about or not. So mostly it's just about the rent and nothing else, but still <laughs> it, was, it was interesting sometimes. And of course the things like, I've, I've been to America when I was a, a student with a, with a school exchange. So I know a little bit about American high school, but really only a little bit, but, uh, still those things like, like the, all the, the, uh, prom queen hype and all these things that we don't have in at, at least not in Germany. I'm not sure about uh, England or uh, Scandinavia or if, if they have something like this, but we don't. So all this is very um, interesting to look at and say, okay, <laughs> this is how they do it over there. So it's yeah, it is kind of fascinating from my point of view to see how. America gets like represented um, through our culture because even us over here, we're like, oh, okay, Glee, what are you doing? This is so, it's a hyper reality or it's a thing that like oftentimes, like I know you guys are like, hey, that I see this in like every American sitcom. Is this a thing? And we're like, no, it's not. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's an interesting, interesting thing. Interesting, isn't it? I, I suppose that I, I'm thinking here where the, you know, like for instance, uh, when I was young, we, no such thing as prom. It was just something we saw on television in the movies. Uh, now, every school has proms. Uh, York, that that part of, uh, I, I think, you know, high school musical has a lot to answer for. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but it really is really quite, uh, but I think, uh, I, I think uh, the two are so... It's interesting. There are the, 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 you know, it's that uh, being divided by a common language thing. But there, it's amazing how many things we do have in common, and then the others where it's like, nope, poles apart. <laughs> it, it's, uh, but some of the references that I thought actually must have been even bit I got that I thought for a younger audience, I knew who Burt Reynolds and Salmon Ayo were, but if I'm not sure. <laughs> I wondered how many, you know, it didn't matter which country you came from, how many, mm -hmm. how many people under a certain age would know who, you know, yeah. Sam, you know tiny or otherwise was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Cause I think there was an age thing too. There's even times when it go to, when the other way, when Glee was trying to be hip and they referenced like all of these new like hip hop artists. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. Um, yeah. Cause <laughs> you know, cause I'm old. Um, yeah. But yeah. of course, I think Ryan Murphy made it. He did make 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 it an eighties show, but there's especially in the first uh, season, there's so many eighties references, and I feel like it it could almost have been set in the late eighties mm -hmm. uh, because of the music and because of a lot of references. So I think that it's, it's very much Ryan Murphy and the all of the other writers from the. Uh, uh, Ian Brennan and Brad Falchuk, they are 
what, 50-ish? So, yeah. so I think yeah. they brought a lot of their own experiences in, into the show, which made it, I think it made it layered because it, it appealed to a broader audience, not just the, like... I think most people assume that like high school shows are for high school kids, but they they made the so big of a variety of references and music and so on, so that it appealed to a lot of other people as well, uh, like uh, me. I'm I'm in my early thirties, and I I I um, I feel I'm like in the gap because they haven't done much like early 90s or mid 90s music so but i think they have a very wide variety that they um that makes it more so there's something for everybody basically mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, well, 80s, the 80s music the 80s music in season one was one of the things that made me watch the show because i i watched the first episode just out of curiosity because my my daughter uh, recommended to me mm-hmm. and that is oh yes those songs are really cool i'm gonna watch this so <laughs> that's i i know it it says something about my age but um that's why i started in the first place and on the other hand i would never have watched a, a, a music video like chandelier mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just to know what Myron is doing there because I, I thought what's this I was you know and then I to be fair I didn't know either <laughs> the music video said ah okay now I understand I still mm-hmm. don't get it but now I know why he's doing what he's doing <laughs> so, but I would never have watched this music video if it wasn't for Glee so have I, you guys it's broadening my horizon yeah, you, yeah. You, fine now that you're not keen i i thought it was great while glee was on because it kept me up to date with something i know i like i don't know anything about pop music anymore i don't know what there's a couple of hits i've heard it will here and there but i i'm just not up to date on my pop music anymore <laughs> no and it was a really good way of keeping up to date it, it really was and i just, I just think that the first uh, the really what got me watching glee was Absolutely, we saw the trailer over here, and it was vocal adrenaline uh, dancing, uh, singing, and dancing to "I Don't Want to Go to Rehab," mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I thought was so so hilarious, and ridiculous that I have to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Annie, how did you get into the show? Um, actually, I did remember. <laughs> um, I know I watched it like um, on schedule the first two seasons, and for some reason, I don't know, like a lot of people, I got sort of bored in the beginning of season three. But I didn't remember when I started. I think I, I it didn't uh, air here on uh, Norwegian television so I assume I watched it online but I, I don't know why I think perhaps I just I, I actually don't know I think I, I love musical theatre I've always loved musical theatre so I just assumed I've heard about it somewhere and mm-hmm. I kept watching <laughs> but I'm actually not sure uh, so it, it's uh, I try to go back actually try to go back like in my history to um on my browser uh, uh, to look up, like because I have this archive thing, um, 
but I can find it. So I don't really know, but I know I started watching. I remember watching like Preggers when it aired uh, the, the, that week. So I remember I was watching like every weekend from uh, the autumn on, but I, I don't think I watched the pilots when it first aired. No, I'm not sure actually, but uh, I started watching in season one, but I, I wasn't in fandom until season five. So yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool though. I, I, I guess also now that we're here at the end of it, now that it's been 10 years, now that we've been done with the show for four years, now that TBD is wrapping up, what, you know, what have you gotten out of it? What are you most attached to? Even if you are, if some, I know some people are, have moved on a little bit, but what has, what resonated most with, the, with you? Um, what about the show has resonated the most with you all this time later? Hmm. I could say for me, it's, um, I think just the, um, the emotional, um, connection I get with music I've sort of learned uh, more to connect with music emotionally like musicals and so on even more than, than I did before uh, and also this is not it is really, but it's, it could be any show really but the way I sort of use music as an hanger or a hook sort of to to um to connect like storylines with emotions because you can always like listen to that song and then I get sort of a throwback myself to that scene and I think I have stronger emotional bonds to music than I did before. Uh, it cool. sounds silly but it, it feels nice. Yeah. Cool. Carmen or Rosie, do you guys have any thoughts or... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about because you asked <laughs> what resonates the most from the show. Um, I would say the music as well, because um, like I said before, there is uh, a lot of music in the show that I had already an emotional um, connection to, like all these cool 80s songs I mentioned before. <laughs> but even more and um the other thing is that it it broadened my horizon so i knew some musicals before but most of the musicals that are featured in glee i didn't know before but i know now so when i was in london a few years ago i said i had have to watch wicked because I know three songs from, from Wicked and now I have to see the show so that I know in what context these, these, uh, so, and I, I'm, um, I, I saw more, you know, I, I watched a musical where I maybe only knew one song about, but then I, I had a whole other context where this song fit in. So, and, and this is something, and, and the next thing is all this fan fiction stuff that, comes out of this out of the show and out of the relationships especially Klein, of course um that makes it so much bigger than just the show and uh, it's this is something that will never end i i think you know the show ended our rewatch now ends kind of but there's still fan fiction writers out there 
who mm-hmm. produce fan fiction, you know, like every day there's something new. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that that goes on a few years more, so or decades, I don't know. <laughs> And I think, yeah, on a personal level, the music, because I loved, I really loved the music. Uh, uh, I still watched, and the performances, uh, because I still watch just randomly think, oh, I must watch that again, because I love that performance so much. And it's, um, it, it's everything from, you know, people sort of like rolling their eyes in the background to, uh, the actual performance itself. So th- the music and the performances really, really stick with me personally. Uh, also, uh, you know, what stuck with me personally is like it introduced me to the rather delicious Darren Chris, and I thank <laughs> you, Glee, for that. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm forever indebted. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I love it. I continue to enjoy Darren Chris. Uh, I think that's great. And I love the Warblers with a passion. They still remain Aww. like one of my favourite, favourite parts of uh, 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 of Glee, uh, the Warblers. But I think then on a, a wider level, I think it's just actually it's really easy to forget how groundbreaking parts of Glee were. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to forget that, how actually – two boys who are having a kiss who are in love on television and that it wasn't uh you know it was just two kids in love having a you know having their first kiss uh that was pretty groundbreaking yeah you know the way that was done and i think it is uh you know people can complain about ryan murphy all they like the guy has done such a lot in his own way for uh LGBTQ, uh, you know, not just acceptance, but, you know, uh, just more than acceptance, I think. Uh, And uh, that was such a, that was such a big, uh, such a big deal. And I think so, you know, for all that we joke about its ridiculousness and uh, all the rest of it, I think it was important from that point of view. Yeah, that's that's great. You guys, like, through your answers, kind of done did this whole level of, like, really intimate to the broad stroke, and it's really quite amazing. Um, so, so we've done 160 podcasts, which is actually more than the show did episodes of the show, if you can believe it. Um, <laughs> is there anything, anything that you guys want to talk about real quick or that you feel like you just want to say one last thing about the show or about the podcast or about fandom about anything related to Glee um I I just want to say that I I just I'm so grateful for all of the work you've done Pam because it's been so amazing to have like a common sort of core of fandom uh but also i think it's uh even though i am very nostalgic about like the rewatch ending and the podcast ending but i think like i'm going to stick around for ages because i'm not done yet at all and i think a lot of other people are as well so it's just even though it feels like sad now it felt sad five (laughs) years ago and it feels sad now but i think it's just the love people have it just keeps it keeps going. Okay. Yeah, it keeps going. And just to see, I see like hair and pets of 
Potter fandom people are all over my dash and they are uh, still talking and how long since the books came out and how long since the the movies came out and they are still like having a fandom and of course people are going to sort of some people are their interests are uh, waning and some people uh, I don't know they just skip onto new fandoms or they sort of disappear and that's that's okay, but also I see like new people starting to write plain fan fiction in 2019, and I see people responding to old meta posts, and I think like the idea of a fandom being there. And I can I talk to uh, with everybody, like my colleagues and my husband, <laughs> everybody, and I'm I'm going to do that for like. 10 years at least. <laughs> so, so I think that the thing um, is that when you love something, even though it's dated, like Lee's dated, you can see a lot of like time, um, very uh, time specific themes and all the PSAs and all of that. But I still think that the love you have for something, it doesn't disappear. For, at least mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't disappear and it will stay. And probably I'll watch some other show and I'll I'll come back to Glee and uh, watch a couple of my favorite episodes and then read some fanfic or some meta post or something and I'll just come back like because it's going to be there for me for so long and I'm so grateful for like the community I've gotten so even though like the show has ended for five years oh it's it's insane to say five years because I can't believe it but yeah, I just I think uh, there's so many things as people that are going to stay even low key, but just having this love that will just stay there, like lingering. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, are you uh, going to sh- you. show your kids when they get old enough? Because I know you have younger kids right now, but um, I'm not sure. I don't think they have a translate or like a dubbing. So mm. I think I have to wait until they're old enough to read, and I'm I'm not sure if you. Oh, I meant when they're older, when they're like in their middle yeah. school years or something. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'll have to see. Uh, like my youngest, he loves um, uh, uh, some like music videos and so on. But I think I don't know. I think maybe it's for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can share it with friends and my siblings and so on. But I think. It's not for my kids, no. Hmm. Well, though, my 14-year-old niece absolutely adores it. We sit oh. we sit and gleek out. Oh, I love that. That oh. was Netflix. Netflix got uh, uh Yeah, I've noticed with Netflix going, or with Glee going international, there's been a huge influx of new people, which is really exciting that, you know, hmm. The rest of the world is like, yeah, let's, who cares if it's 10 years old? Like, this is a lot of fun and that's really cool. And I think it's invigorated a lot of things. So, yeah, but I can just say, I think it has something to do with Tumblr sort of fading as well. So, uh, I think a lot of people felt the same way when they moved from LiveJournal to Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like Tumblr is sort of slowing down and people don't know what's going to happen and so on so i think maybe it's not just about fandom but it's about the platform so mm-hmm. yeah it could be i have no rec- recollection whatsoever of how i fell into the tumbler vortex <laughs> i really don't 
Uh, I really don't, but it's I've been on it for ages and ages, uh, years and years now, but I, I really don't remember how I found it. Because mm-hmm. it's not such a big thing in the uh, uh, over here. Hmm. I don't even know if it's that big of a thing here. I just, it's just happens to be where all of us ended up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would have found Tumblr if I wouldn't have been involved in Glee because I've found Tumblr uh, during my Glee. Yeah. When I, when I, um, you know, in, in Germany, it, it wasn't on TV very much. I think they stopped on the on the regular TV. They stopped it after season three, and then it was only on pay TV. And then you had to wait for the streaming. If you are a, a computer dummy like me, who can't you know like just watch the the episodes because I would never know how to watch them on on, on the internet. So there are people who know how to do this. I don't know the, how to do this. Uh, so I had to wait until my streaming. Uh, um, I, 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 until I could stream them on Amazon and uh, that wasn't until I think season four I, I think 2014 or, or two, 2013 14 they had it the four the f- uh, season one to four um, on on streaming and season five and six weren't available on streaming until I think half a year ago oh my goodness. German, so uh, I had I had to to wait for the DVDs of season five to watch season five. So oh I, always, <laughs> I, of course, I, I searched the internet uh, for, for, for spoilers. And so mm-hmm. I knew a lot of the scenes separately. I knew some of the songs. I, I knew, you know, I, 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 I'd seen that, that uh, scene where, where Kurt lies in the hospital bed, bruised, but I didn't know the story behind it. So I had to wait for the DVD and then I bought the DVD. On the, <laughs> because they were, they went on, they were, I think I bought them uh, uh, through UK, UK Amazon because the American DVDs don't work in mm. European. Right. They don't. Um, DVD player. So I had to, yeah. And then I watched the season five and, and then there was this still the, there was this hiatus for season six, and I think the season six was the first season I actually watched quite um, when when it aired in, mm-hmm. in the US. There were people putting it on YouTube. Oh, that's good. And <laughs> so the next day I could watch those scenes on YouTube. So that's how I watched it because I don't know how to watch it on some illegal portal. I don't know. So I'm. <laughs> I'm a dummy like this. I don't know how to do this. That's I okay. Can I just ask? Uh, can I? Yeah. I was going to say, I used to pretend to be US services overseas and sign up for <laughs> US. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's fantastic. I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. <laughs> but but uh, because you just said there's, there are coming new people. I think Rosie said there are coming new people uh, in the fandom because uh, it's, it's now quite new on Netflix. In... In the German streaming, uh, the the Amazon where where the German Glee um, episodes in German, you know, we, we are dubbing everything. So um, they just did the dubbing for season five and six, maybe half a year ago. How is the so, dubbing in German for Glee? Um, it's um, let let me let me say the the voice for Kurt is 
horrible. And that's oh, why no. I can't I can't watch it in German because oh. Kurt Kurt has such a, a horrible voice, and it's not just the voice; uh, it's the the person who speaks him. Uh, he has a kind of a you know that Kurt. From from early on, Kurt always had this. He, he was a little bit like, um, I, I don't know how to say it, uh, superior. So like, he he looked down at people, mm -hmm. but he only through his his um, posture and his poise, his his words were mostly quite. Uh, I don't know how to say it. You you had to listen to it. It's it's hard to but but this this voice it's it makes him sound so terribly um like, like pompous <laughs> what did you say I said pompous but überheblich I said full of full of himself or uh, arrogant arrogant yeah terribly yeah. arrogant and um And that's not how it sounds in, in English, in the original version. And uh, this is one, and, and Britney as well. Britney's voice is, is Britney, Kurt, and um, Unique. Their oh, voices no. are horrible. And so it's, and of course, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the jokes and a lot of the inside things go, they, they go lost when you try to translate it. So I know what I speak about. I try translating things, and sometimes <laughs> it's really, really, really hard to find a German uh, expression for something that it's just not translatable. So <laughs> no. Well, if you don't mind me indulging a second, what? Well, I have you. What was the process, or was it really hard to? Because um, you do all these fixed fic translations, and you did mine. Um, was that super hard to do, or was that relatively easy, or what? What was the that process like? You you know what when I started the translations or or just when I do any translation? Well, may, I was asking about me specifically because I'm self indulgent like that. But um, <laughs> really, anything that you want to insight? Have I, I wonder? Did you write a fic about between season five and six? I, I wonder. Did. I just yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never talk about it, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no really any part of that process if you want to share because I think it's an interesting thing that you do um, yeah I think you know um, I have a wonderful beta uh, and I um, she I, I did the when, when I started the translation I did it all alone and I did all the editing and it was a, a horrible work to do <laughs> because I had to proofread everything I did like like 20 times uh, and now I have a wonderful better and so if I don't know uh, if I if I come to a point where I say okay I'm not sure how to translate this because there is no German expression and how do I what do I write to get the vibe because I, I just want to because when I read it in English of course I know what it means and know what it feels like and then transform this in the other language uh, you have to use Sometimes you have to use a completely different um, for uh, um, like. Sometimes there are things that are like like sayings or or um, comparisons that you just can't translate word for word, or, or there, 
nobody would understand it. And so you, you have to try to find something different that tells the same. And do you, very hard sometimes. But Do you ever change the culture stuff? Because I know like in mine, I had Kurt watching a ton of television and um, like I referenced specific things. And did you end up changing some of that or did you usually leave the pop culture references in or... Um, usually I don't change it. Um, but if it's something that I think people don't know what it is, then I might, uh, add a link mm -hmm. to some Wikipedia site that says, okay, this is the person he's talking about or in very few, um, occasions, there is a, a German thing that is just, uh, one-to-one -one equivalent so if i use this everybody everyone will know what it's about and then i will use this but mostly i try to to stick to the original if it's possible and then maybe add a link so so that people know what it's about and do you just do how do you decide is it just stuff that you've been really passionate about that you want to translate or have you had anybody come to you and say hey will you translate this for me no never no <laughs> uh, never let <laughs> you come to me it was all uh it started uh with when i when i was uh, starting reading when when i started reading fan fiction there was sometimes just uh you know there was a um, a sentence or something that spoke to my heart and then I said okay I how, how, how would this be in German and then I tried just for myself what was would this be like in German so that's how it started and then uh, I, I started with a very short fig I, I think it was uh, 300 words or something just to see if I could do it and this went quite well and then I said okay maybe I should try to um, write those m missing scenes like because that's how I got how I started reading fan fiction I started reading the missing scenes for the for the for the episodes and so I cool. yeah, that's that's how it started but I have done some AU things I have done some really big fan fictions with I don't know 150,000 words like the 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 hearing verse or, mm -hmm. or the love song from Precious Mellow or um, yeah so well, because they're really cool. yeah, they, they close to me so so they are they're close to my heart because it's uh, a fan fiction that I love and and hold very dearly and so I said okay this is something I want to share with other people so uh, can I just say it's uh, it's real nice. Um, because I think like Pam has this this podcast and the TBD blog and everything as like her legacy, and you have this uh, translation project, which is just impressive, so impressive, like your legacy. And it's, I think <laughs> it's really nice how people have these things that they've done that are really important for fandom, or maybe not. It doesn't have to be like important. It just has to be like their thing. So I think that's so impressive and so like amazing that you do this and that you had or have this passion and just yeah, that's wow, very sweet both of you. you. Yeah. <laughs> that's very sweet of you. And the the thing though that I will say is that 
one of the things that I've really gotten out of it, and one of the things that I remind people, even though TBD is ending, like, as you said, Annie, our our friendships aren't going to end. I'm still going to talk to all three of you. Um, I think you guys are amazing people. I think the people that have been on the podcast and even the people that I haven't have been on the podcast, but I've been made friends with are amazing people. And I was so afraid when Glee ended that that would be the end of these friendships that I made. And one reason why I started TBD was so that I could elongate this fun time that I was having with these people. And, one reason I'm okay with this ending right now is that I know that those friendships and those relationships are going to um, expand past. And even though, you know, even though I, I may be interested in, in additional things, and I always say additional because I don't think that Glee is going to be replaced. Um, it doesn't mean that I will like, you know, pop up a piece of meta and still talk about it or hey do you guys remember on the podcast when you know this happened on it or whatnot those memories are still very very meaningful to me and even though one thing's ending doesn't mean that those experiences haven't you know etched their mark in my heart so um yeah that's that's me i'm gonna get really sentimental on this whole process of closing up so <laughs> well, it's been such yeah. a, a long journey. It's, it's it's been wow. It's been I, I am I feel like I'm a different person than I was even the four years ago. So yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna kind of wrap this up, but um did each one of you want to take a second and say something to the audience or have your own, I don't want to say goodbye to anybody, but, um, just have a moment to, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have done the awards at the end. Oh, that would have been smarter. Oh, well, um, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I figured I can give you guys a platform for any of the last words that you guys would like to say before we close out. Don't stop believing. I don't think that's. I actually do still. I actually get so cheesy and sentimental about that song. Don't stop believing, and it's my go-to karaoke, uh, and it's a great thing in life anyway. Just don't stop believing, and I think whether it's in, uh, whether in you know the power of the show, the power of the friendships that you've made through it, or you know the legacy of like the podcast and all the the fan. Uh, the fanfic and and the, you think of some of the amazing artwork and everything else. So I think, yeah, don't stop believing. Yeah, I just want to thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you for giving me the chance to to join in. Um, and um, I hope that the fandom that welcomed me so warm when I stumbled to Tumblr and didn't know what this is all about and was very helpless that they all helped me and they welcomed me and I feel very um, comfortable in this group of people <laughs> crazy people oh. group of crazy people I feel very comfortable <laughs> <laughs> please stay please all stay with me <laughs> yeah no I just I'm just so grateful that I got to love Glee together with other people who loves glee so i'm just I'm, I'm just going to sort of stick around and i'm 
it's always it's always going to be a part of me the the love I had for Glee, even though it's going to fade. So it just it feels great to have been a part, you know, being a part of something that makes like you special. special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, it's just uh, it's just the 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 possibility uh, the the um, that you can share something you love with people who loves it too, and they that you have like reactions to what you think and what you write and all of those things has made my love so more much more um it's grown and I think that's just this amazing thing that not only Glee but the fandom experience yeah. has been great. So yeah I'm just grateful for all of that. And I know I have like close friends um from Glee fandom who doesn't really care about Glee anymore but just that th- those things are also so important so it's just it's been a part of me for so long so I, I I'm not going to get over it anytime soon but still it just it's it's nice having something concrete to look back on being like I've been a part of that and I've been a part of you know something not bigger than me that's on <laughs> campus but yeah so. Well, um, on that note, I want to say a sincere and deep thank you to each of you. It is amazing to me that I can reach people across the world and form these friendships within cultures that are vastly different than my own and meet people who have much different experiences, but we can all come together on um, enjoying the same thing and then leave and, and still you know, uh, be friends after that thing has, you know, after the journey has come to an end, we will not actually part. We'll just move on to a new journey. <laughs> and, um, you guys are amazing. Uh, the fact that mm, you guys have all done things incredibly late into the night because the time, ex- time differences and I have brought such warm energy and wonderful things and wonderful thoughts and amazing conversations. Um, I am so grateful that you guys have come and done this with me. So again, from the bottom of my heart, just, I love you and thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And we're back. We just heard all of the Europeans and weren't they awesome? And they were amazing. I had to do this early in the morning because they're on the other side of the world. So, so good. So good. good All right. Wunderbar. I was on the edge of my seat. Edge of my seat. <laughs> I love it. So we are next up on invitationals for the trivia night. Our first category is season one. Uh, and I made it. Right, you got a fighting chance. All right, right, and let's that, do this. These are all Kurt um, questions, but I mean, all of these season related questions are usually only related to Kurt Blaine or Clayne. So, okay. In, so they're all going to be related to Kurt. Because it's season well, one. Yeah, this is season one. <laughs> These are all related. <laughs> all right. Um, which Can't note anything past me. in wheels is Kurt trying to hit? High F. Yes. Yep. All right. What does Kurt claim is the most dangerous thing you can do at the school? I'll give oh you a hint. God. It happens uh, during the episode Bad Reputation. 
Oh, make noise in the library. In the library. Yes. Ruckus in the library. Yes. All right. Um, in the episode Funk, Kurt sings a 17-minute-long medley of whose songs for the Cheerios Nationals? Celine Dion. Yes. Celine Dion. In French. In French. <laughs> okay. Um, what is Kurt's first real solo of the season and of the series? Oh, first real solo. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I will give you a hint. It is in the episode Laryngitis. That doesn't help me. <laughs> I don't know episode titles. <laughs> is it Rose's turn? Is it, it is possible Rose's that turn. it's Rose's turn? Okay. It is Rose's turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I right. do not have the Google with me, but you know, mm-hmm. come on in. What episode does Kurt sing the most in? You can tell me what happens <laughs> in the episode. Title? I'm going <laughs> to guess. Oh, wait, first season. I was almost going to guess Old Dog's New Tricks because he wrote. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, Kurt sings the most in. When does he sing more than once? Maybe the Lady Gaga one? Nope. It um, is. I don't know. The episode Home, um, where oh, he's okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, I agree. You're probably okay. right. I don't need to. <laughs> you don't need me to corroborate. I don't have the Google. All right. Okay. And then, what song or this song? People often don't believe is Kurt's voice at the beginning, but it definitely is. Give and up the funk or whatever. Give up the, the funk. funk. The funky. The funky funk. Give up the funk. <laughs> yep. Let's give up the funk. All right. All right. Season two. So we all know that Clayton's first duet is Baby It's Cold Outside. What is their second duet? Oh my god, is it candles? No, it's not animals. Candles. Is it animal? It is animal. Oh, animal. Yay! 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 Okay. Um in the Jizz whole... foam cannon. <laughs> Spray it all over the place. I love it. Um it's such a mess. they throw balls oh at each other. My it's god. Subtle. It's subtle. <laughs> it's so subtle. All right. So Blaine sings a duet with one other person other than Kurt in this se- season. Who is it? And can you name the song for a bonus point? Rachel. Yes. And I don't know. He was trying to the, sing a um, he was trying to sing a duet with the Gap Boy, but he just wasn't participating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you want me? That's what it's called. Don't you want me? That's yeah. I mean, what Gap Boy? Uh, what was Gap Boy? He was Boy's trying to duet Jeremiah. all over that. His name was Jeremiah. Yes. Jeremiah. Ah! Yes. Okay. I'm not completely lost. You are mostly. not. Mostly. <laughs> All right. So, what is Kurt doing in original song when Blaine asks before Blaine asks to sing a duet with him? Masturbating? <laughs> Be dazzling a casket for yes. a dead bird? Which, for how much they both enjoy birds is basically masturbating. And we, oh my we God. did see both hands, so I think he really was not multitasking. <laughs> Depends on if he had a little buzz buzz on a belt. Oh, oh that's gosh. true. That's true. <laughs> there are many ways to do it hands-free. That's true. Oh, He's just man. mentally <laughs> okay. ripping the glue bottle. In the episode duet. Hand Kurt- going up and down, ever so <laughs> squeezing it. Just oh a little God. bit for it to dribble out. Not Oops. Lot squirted. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have right. glitter all stuck to my hands. Oh Whatever my will I do with it? <laughs> so in the episode, Lick duets. it off? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, oh in my. the episode duets, yes. In the episode <laughs> duets, um, where he sings Lidge's hat. Um, mm-hmm. Lidge's hat, yeah. No. Uh, Kurt claims that he has three gifts. Can you name what they are? Um, gold, frankincense, <laughs> and myrrh. No. Um, Faith, hope, and I believe it's his singing voice. Yes. Spotting trends in men's fashion. Correct. And knowing that Sam has dyed his hair. Yes. <laughs> All right. What is Kurt studying about when Blaine interrupts to sing um, A Baby It's Cold Outside in the Christmas episode? Oh. Oh. Um, uh, Charlemagne? Yes. Wow. All right. And what promise does Kurt make Blaine in Born This Way? To always lick the glitter? He's going to get him pregnant. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Wow. I'm saying goodbye to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right. You're going to regret having me on for this. <laughs> no, you're delight. I love your made-up answers. I love them. Okay, season three. Right. What does Blaine claim? Oh, are we not? Are we not fluffing another group? Not until after this okay. category. Yeah. Okay. What does Blaine claim are his life ambitions? To become more like Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> not the answer I was looking for, but probably still ambitions. I will say oh, that. Oh, oh, to make art and help people. Yes. Yep. All right. In the episode On My Way, they talk about what they want for the future. What do Kurt and Blaine want for their future? A threesome with Cooper. <laughs> well, a threesome with Sam. But um, uh, to be married? Close. Kurt would like his dad to make a difference in Congress, while Blaine would like marriage equality. Oh, I was saying yeah. the wrong episode. Yeah. That's true. Oh, okay. Yes. They both All want right. to not rule the darkest timeline. <laughs> All right. What does Blaine buy Kurt for a graduation gift? A framed picture of Cooper. <laughs> Monogram <laughs> towels. Monogram towels. Are you saying something happened in season three that wasn't involving Cooper? Because hey. I'm not aware of it. Okay. Well, this question is for you. What are the two duets Blaine had with Cooper? Uh, that would be uh, Rio slash Hungry Like the Wolf. Yes. And Fighter. <laughs> No. Did you say spider? Oh, he's spider. spider. <laughs> that is not. This one is an uh, a breakup song. Somebody used to know. Yes. That's the other one. I have a bonus Big Brother question. Okay. What is the URL for the commercial that Cooper is doing? <laughs> know your score, free credit. Tradingtoday.com. Slash saving. Slash saving. That's my favorite part. And when the cop shoots the gun in the air. Oh, yeah. After doing a pirouette. Yeah. Oh, my God. So what TV show do Kurt and Blaine binge together? White Collar. All of them. <laughs> um, trashy thing. Specifically brought up during Dance with Somebody. Wasn't it Being Bobby Brown? Yes, it was Being Bobby Brown. Yay! That sounds like something they would watch. I agree. All right. Oh, and that's right. Kurt has two duets with Blaine and one duet with another person. Who is it and what song is it during season three? Cooper and his I Want to Sex You Up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rachel, Cooper and it's I Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. Yes. 
Rachel and Ting Dong, which is dead. So that wraps up our invitational round. I'm going to throw it to segment two, which is the Australians and Caro Jane, and listen to them, you know, reminisce about the podcast a little bit. Goodbye. Okay, hello. And this is a little awkward because we're doing segments, but this should be segment number two that we're doing here on the finale, on TBD's finale. And I have have with me um, what I'm calling the Australian group, except for it's Australians and Carly. But we can make her an honorary Australian. Um, We've got Izzy, we've got Lauren. They're back. And um, I... Just want to start off by saying the fact that I think it is so cool to, you know, reach out to people who live so far away. And the fact that you guys, through all of the time zones and all of the, Mm -hmm. you know, craziness that you keep coming back. And it was just, it's just been amazing. So, first of all, just thankful, thank thank you for me, because it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. So, Um, but, uh, you know... I guess I wanted to ask you, I mean, what has been, what have you guys felt about doing the podcast and talking about Glee and getting a chance to be, you know, involved in this way in the fandom? I mean, what has it been for you guys? And anybody can start, so. Ooh, well, I guess I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess, I guess if no one's going to get, I guess I'll go. Um, yeah, I kind of joined the podcast a little later on. Um <laughs> But I, I just, I think I, I, I enjoyed listening to it so much. Every time that I'm on a long drive or I'm just like, I've got to do chores for the day. Um, but I was, I'm always listening to something. So I'm always popping it on and I, I really enjoyed listening to it. And there would be so many times where I'd be listening to it and it'd be just like, oh, oh I, I have something to say here. Um, <laughs> I wish that I could inject this thing with all my fandom knowledge that I've had um, throughout the years because I've been in fandom for so long. Um, and I always just wanted to, like, say something at, you know, moments in time. And so I thought, well, you know, why not be a part of it? And I feel like perhaps when I joined, I probably had less to say than I thought I did. But it, I've still – I've had so much fun. And I just – I love this way of keeping the fact – you know, it's been able to kind of keep the fandom alive. And the amount of organisation that must have gone into it, I have so much respect for you, Pam. It sounds like <laughs> oh, it's so much work. But it's just, it's been incredible. And I, I love that, you know, there are still so many people that are so passionate about it and still love to talk about it um, all Yay. these years later. And I'll, I'll forever be one of those people. But um, yeah, I love it. Yay. <laughs> Izzy, Carly, I know you have opinions on things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've really enjoyed um, talking on the podcast. Um, I. I think I've enjoyed like a couple of times where I've had a different opinion than somebody mm-hmm. and like just kind of, we all have respect for like uh, a lot of different opinions. I mean, we're you know obviously Clane focused, but like some of us are Lane fans. Some of us are Kurt fans more. I mean, both, we love both obviously. Um <laughs> Um, some of us have like, like I'm a huge Tina fan, and like the the um, I was on the Sadie Hawkins podcast, and mm-hmm. with somebody who was really not a Tina fan in that episode, <laughs> at least, <laughs> and that was interesting to talk about. Um, 
um, just, yeah, a lot of different, like, places people are coming from, like, learning. Uh, I know, so, like, some people have more music history. Some people are really into the fashion of Glee. Some people, like, there's a lot of different things that people are bringing, which I've seen on Tumblr, like, different meta posts and everything. But it's it's kind of cool that we got more of, like, a... a hour or so long discussion every week of it and really broke it down like and, and brought in different ideas from that we read on tumblr into it mm-hmm. or um that like different fan fictions that things reminded us of so it was it's just like yeah the community and like hearing different people's opinions and and ideas and how how this crazy little show like touched so many people and uh, like sparked creativity and and different ideas and different people. I think one of the neatest things to do this uh, is to get all of those different opinions, but actually have a positive conversation because I feel like, and Izzy, I'll throw this to you in a second, but I feel like, you know, so often it's like, oh, I'm irritated and angry about this because these people think this and these people think this and then everybody gets on sides and everybody gets like whatnot and to sit and actually have positive conversations where, yeah, we may still disagree, but we can at least see where the other person's coming from, I think has been a really, really cool experiment. And and Izzy, I was going to throw it over to you because I know that you have been the most passionate Blaine Stan. <laughs> and, um, and I say that with love. Um <laughs> Uh, do you what I mean what has you been your take have you do you feel like this has mended some fences or do you still feel like there's still that divide or do you think that it's been kind of fun to like explore and see the other side is it like I don't know uh, I'll let you um, talk <laughs> well I think part of it is every time like I mean it's been such a long time since the show ended and, and sometimes it doesn't feel like it's been that long mm-hmm. um and every and every single time I think, oh yeah, you know, not not that I've moved on. It's like oh, I've got other interests now. It's fine. And then I'll listen to one of these, or I'll be on one of these, and I'll be like, actually, no, I'm not done. Sorry, I've got too many <laughs> things to say and too many opinions. And you know, I might I'll see like a single gift set of Blaine on Tumblr, and I'll be like, nah, I'm not done. Um, <laughs> but, it's just been, <laughs> but it's just been really nice to be able to, to, to see that in my, even in myself being like, you are still passionate about this thing and you still love to talk about this thing. And it's like helped me find other people, obviously that are still passionate about the thing that I'm passionate about, which I mean, we always talk about fandom bringing people together, but this is like one like you don't. It's it's so it's harder to to uh, be able to talk to people online. It's not as easy as it is like this. Like it's very mm-hmm. easy to talk to people when you're literally talking to them, right? So, um, <laughs> and I think I mean I would definitely. You ask me whether or not this experience has helped men fences. I don't know whether. Like, there are some things I think I'm always going to be mad and salty about, but I think I've mellowed a little bit on them as time has gone by. But as I, as I keep saying, it reminds me, it still reminds me how much, like, I am <laughs> passionate about these things. 
And I think the most interesting thing that I've learned doing this is like I've been on some podcasts where I remember at the very beginning we've talked about how oh, the, these episodes aren't really clean focused. We're not going to have much to talk about. And we end up still end up talking for ages mm-hmm. because even though there's not a lot of clean, there's still a whole heap of stuff to talk about. And it's nice to know we still want to talk about the other things as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I, it's the cool thing. And I talked a little bit about this with the European um, segment, but I, I think it's been so cool to learn. Like, I know I've talked to you guys a lot about Australian culture and how it's yeah. different than American culture. And even though you guys like, you know, a lot of the Europeans are from different language speaking countries and you guys speak English too, but it's still like, vastly different in a lot of ways and that has been so interesting to me um i don't know if you guys feel that at all but i just think like reaching out to the international and getting to know people who live in a way far away place i just think it's really super cool so there always used to be a section on some of the podcasts that i was on where it was explain american culture to izzy and then izzy will explain <laughs> some of australian culture because <laughs> like i there were a couple of times where i had to learn about like the american college system which i'd only mm-hmm. learn from tv yeah. shows and like <laughs> i think yeah. i explained the nut but we explained the nut bush at one point <laughs> yes i remember that one yes oh my goodness so, um, like, how, like how much of this is an actual thing and how does that yes. help me understand Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's like we don't know um so um it turns out it's the same oh okay <laughs> uh so what are your guys' thoughts in general about just uh, you know the fact that you know what does glee meant to you guys in in general i mean the show and now what do you what does it what do you feel about it now that it's we're done and we're kind of wrapping up even this fandom portion of it um I don't know. I just, this is a platform to give you guys a, a chance to say, I, I hate to say goodbye, but just to, to say the end for this particular chapter. Um, I don't know exactly how to like put into words what Glee has meant to me. I, in one sense, it's just been a TV show to pass time, but in another sense, it's like, super addictive for me i guess um just the the songs that like i hear on the radio that glee did i always i'm like oh glee did that oh oh <laughs> so and so saying that so and so saying that like it, i'm reminded about it like almost every every day like less and less as time goes by but still you know it it jumps out of nowhere and um and like the we, we like to complain a lot about the show, like the storytelling, but like the storytelling was actually pretty pretty good, and it like sparked a lot for in in the um, like fan fiction uh, world. And there is a lot of good fan fiction out there, and like I still have like long lists of it to read. Like, read through a uh, Kurt and Blaine art ice skaters thing yesterday. Like, just... (laughs) So, that has been, like, a big part of my time. Like, free time in the last, I guess, decade. 
that's a scary thought. <laughs> um, so, so just it's it's been part of my life as like my coping me- mechanism when I'm like upset or want to kind of flee life, what's going on around me, or my wind down at the end of the day. Um, it's like my my alarm clock is. Uh, Call me maybe <laughs> from season four. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it's it's just like it's part of my my every day, every like, and uh, the the story, especially as has meant a lot because it like I've seen it as I've seen what has happened since. Like how how gay relationships are portrayed since Clayne. and it's it's such a marker in um in like pop pop history and and gay history that I and such a lovely um like little relationships that I love my two boys <laughs> like <laughs> I love reading like every like retelling meta kind of story or or AU story or like all all kind of fan fiction like yeah I guess fan fiction has been the biggest part from glee for me and then fandom on um Tumblr and through this uh, this podcast and and um, onto um, the the chats that came out of, of the, this community that you created. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Izzy, what is the the one hill that you will die on? <laughs> like, what is the number one thing that you're like? Oh, still okay. You know? That that's that's easy. <laughs> Sebastian Smythe was only interested in Blaine Anderson. He existed purely on the show to be interested in Blaine. That is the hill that I will die on. (laughs) I am sorry. Get your own mid games. I love it. I love it. You asked. I, I did. I'm sorry. No, I. I just. I just love your passion. Every and and the cool thing about doing this podcast with you know fans like you guys is that we get into these topics and we get so fiery about it. And you know, even when we agree, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just to be like, you know, hey, remember when you know. Lane was Nightbird and he fell through the window and we're like, yeah, and it just might be this small little thing, but to be so excited about it. And, and again, the fact that you guys are doing this at like eight in the morning is just, I mean, I cannot appreciate that enough. So, yeah, <laughs> I know like for me personally, I've been a fandom girl since I was about 12 or 13 and so it's been, oh gosh, it's 17 something years. It's got to be like 16, 17 years or something. I've been involved in fandom communities online and it started with Harry Potter. But, uh, you know, I've got to say this has been like the longest one I've ever been involved in. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that it really started at like the bloom of social media as well. 
Um, and it's also, it was the first time I ever really got involved myself. I was such a lurker for so long. I didn't really contribute. Um, and Tumblr just made that so easy, um, and to connect with other people. And then there's that side of it, um, the fandom side and the fact that I've, I've enjoyed so much of it, even though so much of it has been excruciating <laughs> having to, you know, go through hiatus and spoilers, <laughs> um, which in general, I like anybody who knows me will tell you that I hate spoilers. I can't stand them. <laughs> I want to watch something for the very first time and not know anything. But with this show, it was completely different. I devoured everything because – actually knowing them and being able to discuss them. You know, I cultivated a very well-rounded dashboard that, you know, was quite sensible and I, I couldn't put up with any kind of negativity or hate um, at all that, you know, about the things that I was, that I cared about. So I was, I had a very good feed, but so I, like, I was devouring spoilers because for me, the discussion around them was part of the fandom experience. And I feel like I would have missed out. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other side of it that just personally, um, I watched this show through with my mum, who, when I was younger, I, I feel like had some quite homophobic opinions. Um, oh. And I, and at the, at the end of the very last episode, I kind of sat down with her and I explained why the show had been so important to me. And I actually came out to her after the very last episode. Um so just personally kind of learning about myself through my really early adult years has been incredibly special as well. Um, personally, the, the two, my, you know, the, the, our boys mean so much to me. They've been my favourite characters. They're still the ones I connect to the most. And, the, I mean, as we are all, uh, you know, the main, the, their narratives is what I mainly care about. And I connect to both of them in such strong and different ways that I for a long time I always said I said I really couldn't pick a favorite because I really connected to both of them in very different ways but very strongly and in the end I kind of came to the fact that you know what I think about Blaine more and I (laughs) I I think about his narrative more I tend to focus a lot more on him when I'm looking for other fandom content um, I just think about him more in general. I watch his scenes back more. And so I kind of eventually came to the realisation that that's where I sat. But just personally, the, the way they've helped me understand myself better has been amazing, like so important. And the 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 I've got to say, the quality of fan fiction in this <laughs> fandom oh, yeah. has been like, has been like I've, I've been in so many over the years and the quality in this fandom has been like <laughs> nothing else I've ever <laughs> and I was in the Harry Potter fandom for years. Mm-hmm. Um, when when those books were being written and coming out, and the fandom was so active, and there was so much, I've got yeah, the quality in this fandom was incredible, and it still is. And I still read it, and I'm still looking for new things. Um, I still love it. Um, yeah, I'm, I I'm think still there's right new stuff there. out there too. Mm. There is. It is definitely slowing down, but I love that. Every year, people still get involved in the Clane Advent. I mm-hmm. love that. I read it, and <laughs> then I've got you know. I love. I would love to put a shout out to um, Dariness who did sure. a day, every a day, day. For twelve months. Every <laughs> that, day, like, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I still haven't read them all. I still go back and like read a couple more and pick up on that just because. Uh, and so I'm still right up there. You know, I'm still like. 
I think the online fandom has slowed down a little bit and so that's allowed me to maybe take my call, you know, actually go out and do life things a bit more. Because <laughs> um, for a while, while I was really going through it personally um, and just not doing so well, I was really kind of obsessed and probably spent way too much online. So I'm definitely a bit more balanced now, a little bit. Um, but I'm like, my passion is still there a hundred percent. But that's still cool. Like I know uh, we like you personally, I mean, in a different way, but personally this show helped me through some darker times in my life. And this fandom has helped me through some darker times and cultivating these friendship has helped me with a lot of things. And I, I'm the person I am because I've met all of you and I am so grateful for that. Um, that this, this part of this finale is just a way for me to say thank you for, for being there for me. So. Yeah. And I, and I also got some awesome friends out of it. You know, now me and Izzy, (laughs) we, you know, we catch up in person and Mel (laughs) as well. And I've, I've never had that before in like a fandom. I've never been able to share because I'd like a lot of my personal friends in real life. They're not, they're not they don't understand kind of fan communities they really mm-hmm. don't so I don't really have anyone else in my life to really share that with who understand so to have that as well it's been really cool yeah and oh. um next weekend is Elsie Fest and I, oh, yeah. I plan on like meeting up with a bunch of people like I the audacity that Darren had <laughs> they planned that on the finale Sunday but whatever <laughs> um <laughs> Saturday. I'll be back home by then. Core. When this goes up, um, the this when this it will be. We'll do an encore of 2009 and the finale at multiple times, and pick a time where you guys can watch it as well. Because I know right now the it's not really conducive for the Australians, so I would like to get a time where you guys can be involved as well. Um, I just like to make because I was talking to Sladius about it, and she was like, "Oh yeah, we're the, the we're gonna be all at Elsie Fest that day." I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> Um, but also if I ever manage to get the money I will come down to Australia I've always (laughs) wanted to go and I'll be like yo I'm here come you know yes please (laughs) yes we had the the meetup um, it was organized through a tumblr um, for uh we went to see Darren when he was on Broadway for um, Hedwig. For Hedwig, yeah, and That's had cool. a had a party in Central Park. Oh wow! Um, it was it was all like cleaners in Central Park, and it was <laughs> it was really cool. That was my first like fan meetup, first and only so far until next weekend. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, I, I haven't really been in fandoms. Like like you said, um, I, I also started in Harry Potter mm-hmm. fandom. And all the other fandoms I've been in, I've been total lurker. I mean, I've written mm-hmm. a couple things, but only for myself, kind of. And not really engaged. And probably, yeah, because of the, because of Tumblr, it just made me more willing to engage and but also um just the people are really really nice in the group of fans that I've found in 
mostly people who have been in the um, doing the rewatches with uh, two daydream believers and a lot of the people who have been on this um, podcast and have been in uh, discourse chat rooms and, you know, like it's, it's a good little group of people. And um, I, re- I remember at the end of the series, there were people hanging around and like, not all of them were really pleasant people to talk to. <laughs> so like my sister says, yeah, it's the drags left. Everybody else left. But, um, but there were still like the, the good people trying to find each other. And I, I think we did. Yay. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's, that's the other thing that I've realized is that this, this group of people have like, we do have different opinions, but I've seen the opinions of people on places like Twitter yeah. And they have opinions like season three is the best season, and I'm like, no. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, um, I've really enjoyed finding like this group of people who clearly yeah. have more superior opinions. Um, but in all seriousness, I think that like I'm the same. I've always been, I always been a lurker, mostly lurking, like. <laughs> I joke about like in one particular fandom, my my fan my inverted commas fandom experience was me, my best friend in real life, and fanfiction.net. That was like it. <laughs> like it was like that was it. Didn't even get on message boards or nothing. It was just us. Mm-hmm. And um expanding that maybe sucks in some respects, but it's been really nice to meet new people. And like as I said, I, I joke about like the people liking season three and that's they're they're allowed to do that. It's fine. But it's still <laughs> nice to talk about it and talk about why we have these differing opinions. Mm-hmm. Um but I think like I don't mean this in a in a bad way, but it will probably sound bad when I say it out loud. I don't think I'm ever going to invest in a television show in the same way that I did invest my time and energy into Glee because it was a little bit exhausting. Um, <laughs> it like, was. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, feel like, I mean, I love the MCU, but I just, there's no way I'm going to get invested in, in like, that, the ships, like the ships. I can't do it. Yeah, no. I just, I just can't. I agree. Like, I, I feel, see these, like, kind of had no idea what we were going into. Yeah, and I see these people <laughs> who I see the people who got super disappointed in, like, for using the MCU as an example, at the end of Avengers Endgame because they were like, oh, but Steve and Buck, you know, I was like, you really, like, did you really think? <laughs> I know. Like, I just <laughs> really, think, really think that that was going to happen. Like, and I don't mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful because if I, like, I can see exactly why they would think that. But you've also, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to be a bit more aware of the thing that you're watching and, you know. Yeah. Disney, but it's funny now because Disney does actually own Glee because it acquired Fox. I know. I means, was thinking about that. We were talking. Which means on. everybody that Blaine Edison is the Disney prince that he was always supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was going to say when we talked about it on the music podcast, like if if Disney had bought it earlier, how many like tribute oh, Disney yes. episodes would we have? Mm-hmm. Oh. 
right? Their only one that they ever did, I think, was Bella Note, and that was probably they did um, let it go, and let it go, let it go, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm I'm the same as all of you guys. When I think part of the reason why, like, I latched onto Blaine specifically is because when he was going through it in season four, I was going through it in in that time of my life, and so like it's the same thing. When these, when when you need them the most, these characters are there, and like mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I did that full one eighty because I went through that whole I hate Glee, it's the worst show in the world, and then you know you take a little bit of time to you know put things into perspective, and you go actually it's not that bad, and the amount of times I'm say on like Twitter for example, and for some reason I've seen the resurgence of this. It's like if Glee were around today, they would have covered this, and it would have been the worst. And every single time I see that, I get incredibly defensive still. About, like, <laughs> should. I'm like, I'm just like, well, actually, that would have been incredible. It would have been incredible. And you're lying if you don't think you would have loved it if it had happened in, like, season one <laughs> or two. Like, right. <laughs> I, like, exactly. mute, I, like, mute those tweets and, like, block the people on Tumblr that post that because I'm just not into it. Because um, everybody, yeah, and by the back, end, they were doing like a lot more like vintage, like they yeah, did Burt Bacharach and yeah, like doing the things from the nineties, like, and like they wanted to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and throwing in like chandelier and, and yeah. stuff that was like, <laughs> but like it was like one song versus tons from from older like eighties and nineties and. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, like, great. And I love being able to, like, chuck on, like, you, you know, you chuck on the radio and I start singing along to a song that I, in all rights, probably shouldn't know the words to. And, like, the person <laughs> that I'm with will be like, how do you know the words to this? I'm like, how do you think I know the words to this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, being on, on the bus in the morning and the radio's playing and I'm like, oh, there, there's a Glee song. Oh, there's a Glee song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially now there's a radio station down here, which is like, um, like the bet, like it's, um, you know, like the classic rock kind of program. And the amount of times I'll be listening to it and sometimes they'll just be in a row to be like, oh, this song was ugly and this song was ugly and this. And once I was like, is somebody doing this on purpose? <laughs> like every single song they'd played on on the show. And I am and I'm really sad that it's not around anymore because I don't really listen to a lot of popular music. So I don't know any of it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. I don't I every <laughs> once in a while I'll catch something but yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I will definitely say I feel like Glee is that show that for the fans, if you were a fan, like you can only criticize this show if you're a yeah. fan. Yes, if I not, agree. you don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> but and I mean, the people who don't watch the show get like really crit- like hate on it and stuff. I get so defensive. Um, <laughs> do you see those things now though? Also, like where are the where are they now? I'm like. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I've been paying attention the whole time. What do you yeah. mean, where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> they never like they never they didn't went go anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> they never went anywhere for me, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's been four years. It's not like it's been twenty. Um, so yeah. we're never gonna get that reunion show. I'm sorry, y'all. No, which is okay. Oh well. I like that that you know, Glee had a good ending. It wrapped things up, 
and I, I feel satisfied with it that I don't, I'm really, I would be really afraid if Ryan Murphy decided to take another swing at it. Cause who knows what that man would do. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you see it like reunion shows, like how much do you really want one? Like, yeah, has anyone yeah. Have any of them actually been like good? Yeah. I mean, some of them have been like where they just do a, like, uh, Saved by the Bell had a clip on, on, uh, one of the late night shows where it was just like, it was all of the characters and they, they did a mini Saved by the Bell. That was funny. That's kind of fun. But like, like, reboot is, I did like Will and Grace where they, it just feels like they, they, Picked up where they left off. Except they kind that of retconned fun. the whole last season, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> That's okay. Um, <laughs> but like Fuller House, I could do without like completely. Yeah, like Fuller House, and I keep thinking of like the Gilmore Girls reboot. Like none of them. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I like that was such, disappointing. It was such. It was such an icon because of the time that it existed mm. in as well. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing about Glee. It, it was so it was so a product of its time that you can't recreate that unless it's creating something completely new. Yeah. Um, so I just don't see them. The only way I've been saying this on every podcast lately, the only way I would accept it is like the 90210 reboot where they're playing <laughs> <laughs> fictionalized versions of themselves, which is a whole nother thing that's not going to happen. Think, but still. Yeah. That, that, I think that, that, that's a whole other thing that is, I will like say is like, makes it sometimes harder for me personally to go back and like you you've been talking about fan fiction and I completely 100% agree like the amount of like amazing thing in the, this fandom has produced and it's continuing to produce is like staggering and I've read I'm far too much of it kind of amazed at things that I keep getting inspired by like yeah I, I just you know my brother and I've just started watching Queer Eye for the first time I know I'm late on the, the on that but I'm like oh my god I can imagine currently watching this show and how yeah. they react to it and it's so awesome and I, like or a, a Queer Eye starring the yeah, the gay guys the, of, the gay guys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, uh Kurt and Blaine you have uh Elliot Sebastian. Wait, really. Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian. I don't know. I don't Throw think he's very supportive. <laughs> but you think of like Adam or Chandler or yeah. something. Throw yeah. Dave. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dave's great. informed. It would be great. <laughs> like season um, season six, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where he's like. Exactly. And I think the that's, 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 that's the other thing I think the fandom did for me. It was there was things that I didn't expect of them because that just occurred to me. Like I never thought that I would like Blaine and Dave Krosky as a couple. In fact, I very recently, because um, my time hopper led me to this, uh, was when the spoilers for season six, dro- six dropped that they were actually going to date, and I was not happy about it. I was not happy, <laughs> but <laughs> but like I totally. Like, I'm one of those people that totally bought it, and I thought they were really sweet, and I never thought that I was going to be that person, but, you know, it ha- that happened. And part of that, I will say, was because there were, because of people in fandom basically talking me down, and mm-hmm. and more than that were the people writing the fic that helped me kind of get the perspective, and I think that's something that I completely forget that fan fiction can do for you sometimes. And the people mm-hmm. in this fandom were so, are, I say were, are so, like, so good at that. 
And to go from one fandom that had like literally like what 15, 16,000 works for the couple to mm-hmm. one now that's like maybe they got like two, I'm like, hold on, I'm very sad. um well so in the interest of time um i am gonna hand out some awards i've been doing this on all the segments i'm excited about this because i'm calling them uh, this is you know um rba coined this term for me i did not come up with this myself but they're the nudies (laughs) <laughs> the, the nudie awards uh, <laughs> um and you guys each get a nudie award um and i'm gonna do a big giant blog post with every like i don't know i'm gonna do a chiff or something i don't know um but lauren we're gonna start with you you get the mike chang all around awesome award because like mike chang you know sometimes you're a little quiet but that's okay you always bring something positive and wonderful to the table you're always just there and kind and sweet and just have a lot of great input and it just you know it just makes everybody happy so no that's just straight i love mike (laughs) um carly this may not be a surprise to you, uh, that you're going to get the, the Tina Cohen Chang Don't Cut Me Off Award. <laughs> because, like Tina, you will say what you want to say, and you will not let anybody stand in your way, no matter how many times we cut you off. So, um, But we love you. We love Tina. You've given me a deeper appreciation of Tina throughout knowing you. And I just, you know, you just keep on going, and you're so wonderful with what you love and it just inspires me so (laughs) thank you you're welcome (laughs) izzy i -hmm. had to think about this for a while i i thought about it i thought about it and thought about it and i'm like who really deserves this award the most it's got to be izzy <laughs> Izzy, you get the Blaine Anderson Biggest Stan Award. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I mean, not only do you you love Blaine, you're passionate about him. You remind me a little of him. You will die on any hill for him. And out of all of my lovely Blaine stands who deserve the title, you are most definitely the one that's most deserved of the Blaine Anderson Biggest Stan Award. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank Glenn Anderson. <laughs> oh, man. But like I said, I'm going to do a whole list of these so you guys can see who won all of the awards. Um, and uh, But importantly, or as we wrap up and as the podcast is coming to its inevitable end, um, it's been, I always say it's been an amazing journey and I keep making stupid journey and new direction puns and I need to stop, but it really has been an amazing journey. And as we go in these new directions, I am so grateful to have you guys in my life now to still continue to talk about Glee. Even if this is different, we still have a Discord channel. We still have ways and opportunities to talk to each other, but um, you are all amazing people and I am a better person for knowing you and, um, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really. <laughs> group yeah, hug. You, I wish you group hug. Gave, oh. gave us this platform. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, 
and if, um, I to, if I had to stick on Twitter and yell about how much I bl- love Blaine Anderson to people who don't love him beyond season three, like <laughs> what? <laughs> He's barely in season three. But Aww. season four is where he becomes becomes a real boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right guys so we're gonna wrap up this segment up and um that's gonna be a series wrap on the australians and carly and just yeah all the tears thanks guys hey crikey is that is crikey what they say (laughs) crikey (laughs) and we're back from hearing the australians and caro jane thank you guys for being on the podcast Yay! It's been so long. Not two seconds of pausing since we recorded. (laughs) So long. Oh my goodness! Flight. It's like sixteen hours to LA. (laughs) My arms tired. (laughs) (laughs) So we are up to the sectionals rounds, and the two categories are relationships and weddings. The category is weddings. (laughs) <laughs> all right racial relationships is the first one so how many times during the entire series did finchel break up oh 47. god <laughs> you know what rb one of those numbers is correct uh one of those numbers one of our so four rich- or seven <laughs> i'm gonna go seven. With seven then no it's four <laughs> what that's it that's it that's not right really it, yeah it's, it's just felt like it felt like, it felt like so know. many more. It felt like seven, yeah. Um, who had the longest continuous relationship? My Cantina. Yes. Hooper and Cantina. himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sue right. Sylvester who? and her hand where Cooper signed her boob. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's true. true. Who had more <laughs> on-screen relationships, Brittany or Santana? Brittany? Brittany? Nope, I Santana. Brittany dated more. Oh, Santana, yeah. Okay. I right. counted. It was um, Santana had seven and Brittany had four, but it's on screen relationships. Um, oh. not, yeah. So. Notches, notches. Who holds the record for longest on screen kiss? Gross. It's Me, when Cooper's on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seriously, licking the TV give you quite a shock. Oh, maybe it's Clayne because they had that slow mo Hurt Locker one. It, Please be Clayne. Please don't hurt, be pretending. Hurt <laughs> during the Hurt Locker was the longest kiss of the whole entire series. Thank fuck. It wasn't the slow-mo Wemma kiss. Oh, uh, yeah. That was another one. That uh, one, the season one one wasn't too bad. I just remember the, when the, at the end of Nationals, one Finchel kiss. Oh, a Terrible oh. song and then a terrible yeah. kiss. Yeah. All right. How many different women did Sam make out with on screen? Oh, my God. 47? <laughs> Twelve. No, it is eight. eight. Are there, were there only eight women? <laughs> he, but he did date everybody in the original New Directions. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, what was the name of the guy Mercedes was dating in season six? Shane. Wait, no, Tank. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> I named both. It's Tank. It's Tank. All right. So there are enough different weddings to have lots of different questions on weddings. So. How many of her own weddings has Emma attended? Attended? Mm-hmm. One? Three. No. 47? It would be four. <laughs> the answer is four. Oh, I forgot that she married John Stamos. 
Yes. Yep. <laughs> John Stamos. Good. Ken Tanaka, John Stamos, and Will twice. All right. John, Snabo- John Stamos will never disappoint you like Aunt Becky does. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, so there are two weddings in Furt. Whose are they in the episode Furt? Two weddings in Furt. Oh, um, Beryl. And yes. Is, does there a Sue ship name when she yes. puts herself? Is it Sue Squared? Sue Squared. <laughs> it can be a Sue Squared now. No. Beryl. Woo! <laughs> All right. Who officiated Sam and Brittany's Mayan wedding? Jesus? Lord Tubbington? Nope. Nope. Oh. It was one of the faculty. Oh, Beast! Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Where, in what place, location, did Finchel plan to get married? The courthouse? Yep. In Lima? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, who did Tina propose to? Everyone? <laughs> All takers? <laughs> All gay men? Everyone. <laughs> well, Mike. technically the answer is Mike. It's and Mike. then... Um, what state did Brit- the Britannia Clean wedding happen in? You know, I want to say Indiana, but that's Pence country, so that doesn't make any sense. That is Indiana. It's Indiana. They had so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it was legal there before it was legal in Ohio because Ohio was legal when everybody was was legal. But it was so. fine in Indiana. Yeah, was that with pre-Pence? the Pence? Pre-Pence. It might have been. I mean, this I think was it like been pre-Pence. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because that Indiana makes... was not nearly the burning clusterfuck I'm, that it was once Pence got into power. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So our third segment is all of the Kurt stands and Julia and Kelly and Starkey sneaks on for a minute, and yeah, they're gonna. I don't remember what we talked about. Oh well, we talk about things. <laughs> Time, we were so fun. smart. It was so we good smart. stuff. It was so things great. And stuff. All so, the stuff. Yeah, all the things. Hello, guys, and welcome to segment three of the finale. Um, I've got my Kurt stands with me. I've got redheaded Gleek. I've Woo-hoo! got Kurt McKinnon, Woo! and I've got Snarky Hag all here with me to, you know, talk a little bit about Kurt. Talk a little bit about how the podcast has been a journey. And, um, yeah, just hang for a minute. So, so hi, guys. How you doing? Great. Ready to talk about Kurt for one last time. Ready. I feel sad, like, the show's ending again. Even though, like, you'll all still be there on social media. And I'll still be able to, like, you know, see you on my dash every day. It's, It's, I feel like, like, the show's going off the air again. Like, I'm perfect. I feel the same way. I agree. What? There will be no reason to have my cue anymore. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to send you my schedule again. This is weird. That is weird. No, but seriously, so, for multiple years, I've been like, oh, that's a cute thing from that episode. Let me see what week that'll land. And then like two years <laughs> out, put it in the queue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh my I didn't even know gosh. you did that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I very keep, I keep stuff in my queue for a long time, too. Oh, yeah. No, my queue is not, it, it doesn't just load automatically. Like, I set specific times that I want things yes. to land. Because, shockingly, I'm a little type A. Uh, so, and I think, actually, like, I had something set up that I wanted to do, uh, like, 
around Christmas time, there was something Christmassy that came up, and I think I might have accidentally typed in 3019 instead of 2019. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. If it's still happening oh, a thousand years in the future, and then we'll be like, oh, it's plain eating a gingerbread cookie. <laughs> well, Kelly, I gotta say, you've been an incredible blessing because you tag your posts. So a lot of times oh, after, my oh my goodness, I, you know, and I get stuff set up and then I see stuff that you find that I just did not find in all my other sources. And so I get that stuff reblogged because it's so amazing that people have been keeping up for these past two years with the rewatch. And uh, I just appreciate people who tag very, very well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. I love my tags. Snarky and I, we're tag tags. That's true. Yeah. But you actually put information in yours. <laughs> like like episode numbers. I'm just, really impressed uh, with you mine's guys. Mine's just doing these word views. vomit. So let's take a second to let's just take one last second to appreciate Kurt. I mean, we we really did the oh. Kurt Arc stuff and the whatever, but I mean uh, How how do you guys feel about? I mean, is there any? Are there any stones unturned when we talk about Kurt Hummel, or have we really, you know, gone over it all? Do you guys feel satisfied about? Because a lot of times with the Kurt stuff, you guys are the same three people I keep coming to. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing. I mean, good for the experts. Well. Or bad. I don't We're know the because experts. there's so exactly. many Blaine okay. fans that I love, but when it comes to Kurt fans, I, I have to be like, "Where are you? Come, come to me," because y'all know Kurt is my favorite. So, right. Yeah. I, I'll say that you know um, this year is ten years since Glee started, and you know we're four years since Glee ended, and it's been this whole time where I feel like. Kurt gradually became my favorite over the course of the first year or two, and that hasn't really changed, that I just still really love his journey and his story, and um, I love, I I mean, I'm one of those who loves the new directions and the new, new directions and the newbies, and, you know, I'm a big Glee fan at heart, but Mm -hmm. um, Kurt's story just really touched me, and it's been amazing getting the opportunity to to talk to other people who love him as much as I do. Yes. And you know, yeah, and I, yeah, and I don't, and I agree. And I don't, and also about being a Kurt Stan, like I don't consider myself like when people hear Kurt Stan, normally when people say that, they mean like mm-hmm. someone who, you know, a Stan is hates someone Darren who, like, <laughs> yes, hates Blaine. Like, and I'm like, yeah, no, I think it's really like goes on campaigns, you know, goes on Twitter and harasses the the creators and mm-hmm. stalks Ryan Murphy at his house or you know, God. <laughs> acts like Kurt can do nothing wrong. I accept that Kurt is human, you know, as much as mm-hmm. a you know, character can be. He's still written by human people. He's he's a, he's a human being, you know. I still call him out in his crap, but you know he's. Yeah, but, you know, I like that he's a he's a well rounded character, and I'm not just talking mm-hmm. about your end. <laughs> I agree. I think one of the things that I like about him is that there is lots of things to like, and there's also some flaws to appreciate. Where 
as much as Glee is hyper-reality, he feels like reality within the hyper-reality because mm-hmm. he's so often, you know, he's the moral compass of the show. He's got this whole universe. He's got this whole experience. There's the <laughs> the overall impact of Glee on society that he his character plays a big part in. He's both, like, sort of, he's magical and realistic all at the same time, so there's all these different things to appreciate. Um and while I do think I maybe have said what I want to say in terms of a <laughs> podcast, I don't, and it feels like a nice ending. Mm-hmm. It's not that I feel like I'm done with it. Like I would happily read meta or read a fic mm-hmm. or look at any, mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just like, you know, in terms of what I've been able to express about Canon, I feel like for the podcast, I think we've just done a good job. Not even to say like, oh, I'm done. But I just think, I think we've been very complete with it. And, you know, kudos to Space Orphan for mm-hmm. starting this project and doing it the whole, like doing the, the whole, whole thing. way through. The whole yeah. thing. I yeah. mean, this is no joke, people. This is a lot of work. <laughs> and she's stuck to it through very difficult times and really like made a huge impact where it's not just something that was fun and did it for a little while and then wasn't fun. I mean, she really committed to doing a whole huge long arc of a project and here we are and we all get to have it. Like not only did it happen that we all get to share it together. We get to meet each other and talk to each other and have this great fandom experience that I really feel like pulled everybody closer um, yes. and yeah. it makes me, it makes me love the things that I love more and even find appreciation for things that I didn't like in the process of going through and hearing other people talk about the things that they did like about it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm yes. better at being a fan and like, sure, I'm a Kurt Stan. That doesn't mean I hate anyone. It just means I really like him. And if he's yeah. in it, I'm more interested, like not going to lie. Yeah, and um, but more. that doesn't mean that I am anti anyone else except for Will Schuster. <laughs> oh, yeah. And even then, I'm not anti Will Schuster in particular doses. You're so storylines. I'm not that nice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, You're yes. so nice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, Julia, yeah. when I give you your award, please. Is it going to be like I mean, the nicest person alive who just doesn't see. hate anybody? And you'll see. When I was a um, when I was like in college, my um, my roommate called me a um, moving sidewalk because not only did I allow people to walk over me, I assisted uh-huh. them in doing that. <laughs> so, oh, harsh. Anyway, it was, but it was also a wake up call. Wow, mm-hmm. you you are amazing. You are all amazing. Um, to the cool thing is meeting people like you guys through this podcast, knowing that I have some really good friends now and we can all talk yeah. about, I mean, anything from getting into this really deep conversation about, you know, bullying and LGBT rights and, you know, how the show has had an impact. And then we can, you know, counter that with, you know, gold LeMay pants. You didn't think I would bring it up. Oh, I'm bringing it up. The gold LeMay <laughs> pants. And... <laughs> clothing meta and and all of things in between and you know knowing that even though we're wrapping up here it doesn't mean anybody is saying goodbye to anybody else it just means that we are going on to a new chapter of our lives but we still get to have these friends and maintain these friendships moving forward as well yeah and i definitely think that like written social media is challenging because you don't always understand 
tone. So I feel like I know everybody so much better from Mm -hmm. hearing the way they talk, telling, being able to tell like, oh, they're, this is what they're joking about. Like I try and make it obvious often that I am joking. Um, but sometimes I think, hmm, I know someone just thinks I'm like a crazy person. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I think our friendships through fandom have strengthened through things like this podcast where we're able to talk to each other directly and, you know, get the opportunity to talk about things that some of us have different opinions on and perspectives. And so we have had this opportunity to know each other's voices. Like I know your voices now, which I didn't, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, And also um, being a fan part for me, it's, it's not just being on the podcast. It's not just hearing myself talk at echo chamber. You know, I listen to other people and I, and I, and I learn things from them. I've, you know, I've learned different perspectives and, you know, you know, I've, I've read things that other fans have written or said and, um, and I've, you know, it, that made me think and, and, you know, and I, you know, not really like not completely done like a 180 on my views, but, um, you know, I thought about things from a different angle. Yeah. So I appreciate the fandom and you all and y'all for, you know, helping me, you know, just, you know, just, yeah, helping me get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. That was just me in my echo chamber yelling at the TV. Yeah. So. And I know everybody says, like, Glee fandom, oof. But that's because Glee fandom was extremely large. And everything about it was crazy. And while even now, it still feels large to me. Because there's people I don't know who I'm like, what? You've been, okay, just met somebody new. And they've been doing this a long time. (laughs) Fascinating. But I feel like Glee fandom has really matured and settled. And now it's just like a great place to hang out. Like people complain about like, Oh yeah. Glean Lee fandom. Like I saw that I was, I remember the days I remember the war stories, but it's just not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of do what you want and everybody, you know, you write a fic and people are super excited about it and everybody's appreciative. And when there's a project, people get on board with the project. And I really think that TDB has had a really positive influence on fandom, like a yes. mentor role almost of we are kind And this is a space where we celebrate the things that we love and we attempt to push that, like all of the good parts of fandom out. And I feel like that's, that's happened. I mean, I really do think Mm -hmm. that there is a legacy of TDB beyond just the rewatch and the tournaments and the, like the physical stuff that happened, which is awesome. And I love it. But there's also this thing that sort of fundamentally changed of here we are, we're in this together and we're going to make our fandom what we want. It's a reasonable size and we can manage it and we can really have it be the place that we want it to be. Yeah. So good job, Pam. Thank you. Very much. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, um, having a positive place for people to unabashedly love Glee um, was one of the things that brought me out and so that you know I was more willing to be in fandom because before it was like filtering out all the negativity and then having um TDB where it really was an overall um experience of just positivity that was really awesome yay yes um I guess on another note I'm just gonna go down some memory lane here because um 
I don't know, because uh, I'm doing something different with each of the segments. And um, <laughs> I, you know, since Snarky's here, I just want to bring up the time that she peed on the uh, podcast. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. One of the early ones. <laughs> she went to the bathroom and I could not edit it out. Oh, my God. And it was great. You can hear her peeing oh. in the background. Oh, my God. I should do that again one more time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's okay. true. That's true. There was the time I that wasn't you... even on my phone. I was using Skype oh, on my so laptop. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, There's the time that Bethany was at an airport, and I couldn't edit some of that out. That was great too. Oh no, was that, that no me Bethany? Too. It was you. That was you. Okay. That was me. And oh, I'm so God. sorry. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> don't be sorry. It just creates some great stuff. It, it wasn't didn't. interrupting. It wasn't as bad as that lady who was shopping one time. Oh, that's true. We did have a guest, and they were very nice, and we do appreciate them being on, um, who was at a mall. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> You'll still go to the mall? Yeah. I guess so. I mean, I'm always at a mall, so. Was it a mall go- in Ohio? No. <laughs> Farther north than that. Um, and um, <laughs> Kelly... Remember the time that I like was really adamant about previous air, previously unaired Christmas had to be a certain way, and then you guys did it, and it were amazing, and we're like, why did oh, you yeah. need all these stipulations? <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I was that so one, worried like, about I, I like doing that one because I got to talk with the you know the three or four other people who actually like that episode or don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> See, there we go. So, yeah, the positive I think place. I think there's more of us that don't hate it, and we made a safe space for it. talk about it. <laughs> you know, the more time goes on, it's like when the show was when the show was still on. I I complained about it a lot. I guess because I didn't know how it how it was going to end. I didn't, you know, I didn't know how the right what the writers were going to do with the story. Um, so I could blame more. Like, oh, I gotta hope they don't do that. But but now I think now that it's wrapped up, then and you know I know how how everything turns out. Then I don't. I'm a little more relaxed about. You know, I'm not like, oh, God, I hate Ryan Murphy. Oh, yeah. Totally. Would you guys um, feel, because you guys have done a lot of meta with me, um, that just for the most part, most things don't bother. There are a couple. I still have a couple things. But for the most part, um, you know, you're like you said, Kelly, whatever. Just it's, we'll see them making out in three episodes. We'll, we'll be fine. You know, like, yeah, and I think things. I sort of like accepted that you know the show is gonna you know but it's Glee not GIF, and you know yeah. the gonna, <laughs> at some point you can't really overthink it. You know, I have you know, like sometimes I I will get caught. Sometimes I'll pause the episode and be like, well, you know, that's not how school works. That's not how college works. <laughs> it doesn't go that work that way in real life. But then I have to remind myself, you know, it's but it's Glee. It's dramatic television. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be just a uh, you know. Crazy timeline, crazy everything. Yeah. yeah. Kurt didn't well, get in Miata, found... and I was very mad, but it also made me watch it and talk about it. And mm. fandom helped me feel better. And in the end, dude gets everything. He gets everything. So what What do I have to be mad about? Nothing. I'm happy. <laughs> I always felt that fandom overreacted to the spoilers. And then when the episode oh, actually yeah. aired, people were like, oh, that wasn't no, as bad, bad as I thought. And I'm like, really? You <sighs> keep saying that every single week. Dr. It's almost Blaine. like when I went spoiler for oh, Dr. Blaine. my random <gasps> experience changed oh, God. dramatically after that. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. The Dr. Blaine stuff. That was oh. I was unhappy. 
But you know what? I think I, I also was like, I couldn't stop myself from looking at spoilers. But at the oh, same time, it gave me process time. Like I needed time yeah. to process between season five and six with those oh, yeah, that spoilers. Like I needed that. That needed some process And you know what? Time. I'm glad that I had it because <laughs> it, it didn't make it any less impactful when I watched it. Yes. But it made me more mature in being able to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you know what's funny? We were talking about this. I mean, um, the, the, one of the other segments what that it can like how much people tolerate Blaine and Krofsky now that it just isn't even a, most people aren't oh. phased by it. Yeah. Well, we didn't think we didn't have faith that Glee would be okay with it and they made it pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I can Dave had been, if season six Dave had been there the whole time, then. Yeah. No. Um, I will say my couple of things that I still. One, for some reason, I don't know why this will never not make me irritated, tongue-tied. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, that that I can't undo that. I cannot un- make myself mad about that. And then um, the beginning of season three, and specifically, believe it or not, the Quinn and Puck and Shelby stuff. I oh, can't. Yeah, that stuff's t- Well, also, it's extra tainted by everything <clears throat> that involves <sighs> Puck. Mark. Ugh, everything Mark. everything uh, is everything about that is ruined i just like to forget about it oh you know what I, I compartmentalize I, talking about things that are uncomfortable and we can totally move on from this like right away but he has a line that's in he they're like i don't know in season two or three or something they're like hey where do you think you'll be five years from now and and puck says yeah. either jail or dead and yeah, oh, yeah. It's so uncomfortable but yeah. Yeah. anyway well, they weren't wrong. <laughs> I, I yeah. yeah. Oh well. Anyway, we can just continue on on a happier note. And uh, you know, I guess just do you guys have any final thoughts about stuff huh. that like about the podcast or about Glee or about moving on? About I don't know anything. You have a platform. I don't know. Well, I gotta say, that. I mean, I gotta say, I'm not moving on. Ooh. Sorry. I'm allowing the oh, process no. to complete. Let's let Kelly talk for a second. Oh, was she talking? Sorry. Yeah. I agree with Snarky, or I think that was Snarky. That, I, <laughs> that was me. Yeah, I, I don't move on from things from fandoms. No. <laughs> you can check out, but you can never leave. That's my approach to fandom. Okay. But yeah, sorry, I was going to say that um, in season oh, four. Um, warranted. <laughs> I, so I was going to say that in, like, in season four, at the beginning of season four, like it was actually three days after... The breakup episode i was in a bad car accident and i spent the, the next uh, well at least a, like in like the next year in hospitals and and physical rehabs to um to recover from it and i had a tablet in there and as soon as i was like awake enough to like be able to pay attention to and you know pro- understand what was what was going on um i you know i i um I th- yeah it was like six months later no more like four months later um I got. I started my Tumblr account. It was spring of 2013, end of season four, and and that's when and, and I started getting involved in fandom. I had been lurking before then, but that's but that's when I started to get involved in fandom. Is in the hospital, and and that was nice. You know, after physical therapy every day, I would log on and you know see what was you know see what was going on in fandom, and I looked forward to that every day. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that that's good. That's great that you had that, and that yeah. you know. Fandom meant something similar to me when, you know, I was finishing up my medical residency when Glee started, and then I was in fellowship afterwards, and 
it was a place where I actually was able to step away from the real world and become immersed in this other world where people loved things as much as I did. And so yeah. that was really a special opportunity to have this kind of break away from from things and find people who were as passionate about things as I was. Yes. And I think being also building on that, I think um, being around other people that are, you know, positive kind of helps me be more, more positive because I do tend to get kind of nitpicky and, you know, I mm-hmm. like, you know, I criticizing, you know, picking everything apart and, you know, I mean, you know, I, you know, who doesn't enjoy, you know, you know, picky talking about somebody you hate, you know, <laughs> but it can be fun, but it can also be exhausting too. And it's nice to be around people that just like liking things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've been on community side, you know, I just like liking things. I know. I think it's made me a more positive person. I mean, um, yeah, because I was, you know, glee by the end of it, glee sucks, or you know, this is not anything we wanted, or oh, these. It, and I purposely tried to make a community where you like Kurt, you like Blaine. If you don't like one or the other of them, this is not for you. That's this not is for a you. Safe place for people who like both of them, and that was super. And it still is super important to me. Um, I know, like some people, like with a thick blogger, like, hey, can we do you know Kurt Bastion stuff? I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> a lot of those things are oftentimes anti-Blaine and I it's yeah. it's no we're keeping this a safe place for people so, yeah I have mm-hmm. to remind myself not to hate read yeah <laughs> like the, <laughs> That's right. I do have a tendency to like you know hate read tin hat blogs sometimes I'm like what yes am I just don't here? do that like, Kelly you you're three years old what are you wasting your, what are you doing <laughs> right right yeah. and, and, I, and I appreciate also that um, this blog has been a place where we could love both Chris and Darren's work as well mm-hmm. as Kurt and Blaine and mm-hmm. not get absorbed in all of that drama mm-hmm. that others were causing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And there's a whole, like, and then outside of that, there's also all of the other, like, regular Glee cast love that flows yeah. in from every. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels... It feels like a place where we are literally opening ourselves up to joy, and mm-hmm. I love it. Because mm-hmm, yes. there is plenty, and especially now. I mean, there was the era that Glee was in, and the last few years, oh my God, do I need a joyful place. Like, yeah. I need it so yes. much. Right? And it has been so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like cheers, where everybody knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should all do a number. I was telling Snarky that. Like, I feel like we should. I don't know. Let's see, what should we sing? Like, oh, Abba, thank do you guys want to get your awards first and then sing? Yes. Well, we have to come first. up with the right song. I know that RV is planning something. I don't know what she's got going, but oh dear. Um, well, that's watch out. She can actually sing. So. Yeah, I can't sing. You want to hear me sing? Um, yeah, if you guys have a song you want to sing, but um, let me do the awards first. <laughs> um, so, Kelly, I'm going to start with you. Aww. You get the Kurt Hummel. There are more than four sides to me award. Um, not only for being such a huge Kurt fan, but for always reminding me there's another point of view and and reminding me that I need to look at things from a different way and always challenging me to make sure that I'm taking things with an or tackling things with an open mind and just being amazing 
in general. I, I just, you know, I have so much respect and love for you. And I'm so glad that you have continually come back to this madhouse and, and just given us, you know, this great, you know, this voice that is yours. So thank you. Well, once I love something, I don't walk away from it. I'm still, <laughs> I'm here for life. Oh, but thank you. Yeah. I, I was just saying, I feel the same way about y'all. Hashtag same. You know, I, I, you all give me a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, deserved reward. Oh, absolutely. Um, Julia, mm-hmm. you, you get the Emma Pillsbury, the redheads give the best advice. <laughs> award. Uh, Cause you are so sweet and so positive and so just open and, and listening. And I mean, you can, you deal with the Will Schuster's of the world and are fine. <laughs> and <laughs> now, you know, I was laughing earlier about your comment. Um, but just, you know, you just radiate joy all the time. And I appreciate your positivity in my life. And so thank you. I relate to Emma on many different levels, so I will accept this award graciously. <laughs> uh, Starkey, you don't get an award yet. Sorry. No. No. <laughs> no. no that, that'll be later. Wah, um, wah, but wah. See, and, and people are like, oh, is she going to get the Kurt Hummel award? No. I got something better planned. There <laughs> is something better than Kurt Hummel. Oh, my rent. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I think you'll appreciate it. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you guys, do you feel like you have a song in your heart that you need to sing? No, oh, I wasn't thinking any more about it. I was just enjoying <laughs> these awards and listening. <laughs> okay. So maybe we'll I, have to hold off on the group on the group song. We'll just all song. get together on discord and sing virtually. I was um, going to say that I feel God in this chilies tonight. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, But I will, I will wrap this up saying that, you know, Kurt Hummel is a very special character and to find people who appreciate him, but in a positive way and in a way that isn't disregarding of the other great stories that are going on in this show is been, has been such a blessing. And, I am so grateful to call you guys my good friends and we'll be able to still come and talk to all of you after this is wrapped up about not just Glee, not just Kirk, but all of the things. And uh, I am so happy and thankful and just love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Love you too. Same. And And, um, I also want to, while I have the opportunity plug the PayPal that Snarky Hag and I have set up to support the podcast so that we can continue to listen to it in the years coming forth. So please visit either my blog or Snarky Hag's um, and um, support this podcast. By the time this airs, there will be a post that happened right like same day. So it'll be easy to find. Yes. There's 160 episodes of the podcast. I don't know yeah. if you've listened to all of them. There's there's a lot there. So there's you might a need lot some time. <laughs> um, I've been doing this for all the segments. So um, that's a series wrap on uh, Kurt McKinnon and Redhead Gleek. Thank you. 
so oh much. Gosh, uh-huh. Chris, when he got, remember um, the video <laughs> series, the series yeah. <laughs> Just like, so you start, yours is coming. But I do want to say, Pam, um, you yeah. you probably have a longer attention span than Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I probably yes. do. I beat it for you. You haven't so. gotten distracted by, you know, he, he's very. I have, but I just. That case of I, creative ADHD where he has, he, he has like 9,000 different new ideas at once. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you know, he's a mess. So are we. <laughs> I mean, I have. I just learned to incorporate everything. So. Yeah. Oh, I had one more office reference. I was going to say sure. that. Yeah. Since we're coming up on the end of the series, that what always reminds me, um, there's that one line that Michael says in the, I think it's the last ep- last or second at Angela's wedding, where he goes, I feel like all my kids grew up and got married to each other. Oh, it's a yeah. That's how I feel about the interactions. They did. Oh. All right, guys. I don't have any kids, so I'm a a childless old broad. And (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) You can have your creative ideas. And I, you know what? It's been years, but I have never said Kelly. Your your cat is amazing in that little photo bubble of yours. Yes. Yes. Thank you. All right, guys. That that's a wrap. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Love you. All right. We are back from the Kurt stance. Weren't they amazing? Oh, that so one good. lady talks so much. <laughs> Got to tell her to shut up a few times. <laughs> All right. Me. That did happen. <laughs> and it was warranted. We are at. <laughs> we are at. It was the, on point. Oh, my goodness. We are at the regionals. We are at regionals. And the categories are seasons four, five, and six. So let's do this. Okay. This is where it gets a little tougher. What hotel number do Kurt and Blaine have sex in? 206. I do. 206. 69. Yep. 69. <laughs> 206. Because never been kissed is episode 206. What does Blaine give Bert in Wonderful? Flag pin. A flag pin. A bow? I feel like I need a buzzer. Isn't it's it? A, is it not a flag pin? A, I'm sorry, a, rainbow okay. flag pin. I, I, I'm not rainbow flag pin. So. Rainbow pin. <laughs> rainbow okay, pin. pin with a rainbow, yes. not a flag. Yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> close. You're close. All right. I am representing the Amish and drinking water, so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What TV show does Kurt binge with Santana in Guilty Pleasures? Take the good, take the bad, take and both do, 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 do the facts of life. Bye. The facts of love. She's a Joe. <laughs> just so you, just in case you're curious, Santana's a Joe. All right. What does Kurt name his boyfriend arm? Bruce. 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 Yeah. Yep. All right. What were the names of the lesbians Kurt and Blaine go on a double date with? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the lady from, you know, lady from the Alex P. Keaton show and the. <laughs> So it's the lady. Patty Duke. Duke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Jan and Liz are their names on the show. All right. Blaine has a performance in every episode of the season except for one. Jesus. What episode does he not sing in? Um, I'd which like season? fuck if I know for two hundred, please. <laughs> which which season? We're talking. Oh, season is it the four. one with the with the shooting? No. He sings in the shooting one. He sings part. Of the song. Oh, oh back one up. Of the, okay. So, yeah. okay. Oh, because they have to heal. That's true. I will give you a hint. Sing it all. I will That's give you a hint. Nice. 
It is, he's barely in this episode. Um, it is a competition episode. He doesn't have a competition episode? Yeah, he doesn't sing in this. It's because the competition got cut short. Oh, all or nothing. No. No, wait, that's not right. <laughs> what, the Gangnam Style? Yes. I don't remember what episode that is. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right, season five. All right, how many clean duets are there in season five? Not enough. Mm. Three? There are five. Five. Not enough. Five. All right. more. Both Kurt and Blaine's final solos are in the season. Do you know what they are? The season? No, no, no. Season five? Sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. What are Blaine's... Sorry. What are Kurt what and are, Blaine's final solos of the series, which have to be in season that five? That are in season five. Yes. Um, I'm still here. Yes, that's correct. And Kurt's. not while I'm around. No. no, all of me. Yes. Yep. All right. What are Kurt and Blaine's names in Rachel's fake TV show? I only remember Cert. Cert is right. And so Blaine's is slain. Arby, you got slain. Slain. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not good. All right. That show is not good. I'm going to go on record right now and say <laughs> that TV show is not uh, good. What four show choirs does Blaine enlist to propose to Kurt? Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's the Warblers. Yes. Does New Directions count? Yes. The Deaf Choir, the yes. Haverbrook Academy. And the Girls Reform School, maybe? The name nope. I can't remember either. No, not that one? Nope. Oh, Vocal Adrenaline then. Yes, Vocal Adrenaline. <laughs> yep. All right. What does Kurt say in the ep- in new- in the episode New Directions? What does Kurt say he's giving... What? Gosh. You can- I've been drinking a little bit. It's starting to heck affect me. Um, it tastes like pink! <laughs> <laughs> what names do Kurt say... Does Kurt say that he's going to give his kids? One of them's the Hepburn. Yes. One of them's Hepburn. Yes. Beyond that, I don't know. Tracy. Oh, maybe it's Tracy? Tracy yes. and Hepburn? Tracy okay. Hepburn. All right. So. Yay. Okay. So, what drink do Kurt and Rachel get drunk on when they go out to get tattoos? Limoncello. Yeah. Limoncello. Yes. <laughs> you got it. I know something. That gives me two points. It gives you two points. Yay. Plus the bonus point. Plus the bonus point. True. So, three. Three. <laughs> All right. Three is a magic number. Season six. Season six. Season six. Both Kurt and Blaine have their last non-clane duet with Rachel separately. They each have a song with Rachel that is a duet. What are the songs? In season six? Mm-hmm. I think Blaine only sings with Rachel with Suddenly Seymour, so I don't yes. know. That can't be. Oh, really? That, that early? <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, then popular. Yes. All right. Ooh, I know everything. <laughs> I thought I was wrong. <laughs> it's not. What? But my, in my defense, I have been doing the first listen Fridays things. Why mm. Rachel has like 15 <laughs> duets with Sam in this season? I oh don't my God. No. Mm-hmm. Shit's got to stop. Okay. What was the scandals night that Blaine first met up with Karofsky? Well, he's it's country very western special. dancing. So yes. Country Western? Oh, that's, country line that was dancing. It. That's as good as it goes. Okay. <laughs> country line dancing. 
All right. It's what not team... called something witty like the country no. bear jamboree or something. Oh, my God. I don't think so. What TV show did Kurt bond with Walter over? Uh, oh, Golden Girls. Golden Girls. Yeah. He's old. In, in the way. Well, so is Kurt. Both of them. Um, <laughs> admittedly, Golden Girls is relevant to everyone. That's At all true. times. At all times. Okay, what... In, sorry. Um, in the wedding episode, what famous painting do Kurt and Blaine impersonate? American Gothic? Yep. American I'm sorry, the Which? <laughs> no, American <laughs> Gothic. Which, by the way, a lot of people don't know that is actually a guy with his daughter, not his wife. Ugh. Fun art oh. history fact. Yep. Not fun art history fact. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so... What play do Kurt and Blaine do an LGBT version of five years after 2015? You mean in, two, in 2020? In, in 2020, yep. Yeah. No, five years after 2015. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, yes. All right, last season six question. What are Kurt and Blaine's last lines to each other? In this series. I know. <laughs> because I just, because I've been listening to the Dreams Come True podcast. Because I, okay, I, 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 I think it's I love I think it's I love you, don't isn't know, it? So. I guess it is. I love you and I love you too. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. romantic saps. Aww. Get a room and a webcam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So. We have a new segment. We've got our Blaine stands who are back and ready to talk a little bit more Blaine one more time. So enjoy the Blaine. Adorn segment. thyself in plaid, people. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, guys, and welcome to segment four of the finale. And I have my lovely Blaine stands with me, surrounding me, giving me all the love. And I've got Sladiest and Black John Lennon and High Cycle Pink and Sleep Deprived Mind. And um, they've been graciously all come to do this late night over here. And yay. So, um, yeah, this is the finale. And uh, we're kind of wrapping up things. And I, I wanted to start off saying um, that when I got into this and got into Glee, I, I, I didn't always understand the Blaine side of things. And talking to you guys and listening to your stories and listening to your interpretations, it really gave me some new insight on the show and on the character and on other characters. And I just wanted to say thank you for doing all of that and helping me along with that. And yeah. Well, I want to say thank you to you Mm -hmm. in particular, because coming into the later seasons, I'll say post season, season four, or maybe even post season three, I was starting to sour on Clayne and on Kurt. I didn't understand Kurt. I didn't feel like he particularly loved Blaine as much as Blaine loved him. And on top of that, I had been put through the ringer with anonymous abuse and things from people that were Kurt fans because they, you know, I was vocal about how I felt about things. And so I was just pretty much like, I shipped Blaine and happiness and I just want my baby to be happy and I'll never understand Kurt and maybe the, you know, maybe this just isn't the best relationship. And so you were so undefensive 
And unlike the other Kurt fans that I had run into in the previous years, and then you're in, and then getting to know other Kurt fans like Snarky and people like that who were not so down on Blaine 24-7 and weren't racist towards Mercedes and explained the way that Kurt did things in a way that made it easier for me to understand him and easier for me to see how I miss maybe misinterpreted some things because I do personally tend to be more like Blaine myself. So thank you for thank bringing you. back enjoyment for me because Aww. it was making it really hard to enjoy the show because Aww. I knew that no matter how I felt, Clay was going to be the end game and I wanted to like it and be happy about it. And you really helped me get back to that place where I can enjoy it. That's yeah. very sweet, Kay. I, 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 and Kay, I have to say thank you specifically to you because you were my first guest. And I know that, like, we did Acafellas first, but we had, I hadn't done the pilot yet. And you were my first guest. And I was scared to do this podcast. I was scared to do all of this. And I'm going to be a little honest. I was a little scared of you because uh, <laughs> you just have a bold personality. Um, but, you know, you have become a great friend and a good person and just, you know, uh, it, I am so glad that we had that such a positive experience in that first time because we just we talked so much about Mercedes and about Kurt and connected and it was the first time I'm like wow I can really sit and talk to somebody one on one and do this podcast and I'm so appreciative that you gave me that. So. Well, you're welcome, and I'm honored. I'm very honored <laughs> to have been the first guest. Get your feet yeah. dipped in the water. Oh, okay. and Pam. No, sorry. I was about to uh, go oh, ahead. I, no, <laughs> I'm I was always gonna, doing this. No, I, I was gonna I, chime in. Ah, go ahead, sorry. say what you need to, Pink. That's fine. <laughs> I was just gonna chime in. I was gonna chime in and say my piece and say, Pam, thank yeah, you yeah, for keeping this fandom alive and keeping mm. this thing going. Um, you know, a lot of people would have just kind of, and frankly, a lot of people did, like, you know, after four years, just kind of wrote off, well, glee's over, time to move on to the next mm-hmm. thing. Um, but but you have helped to keep this fandom alive and at least, thank goodness, kept it out at least alive enough to serve that all six seasons of Glee are pretty much available on Netflix <laughs> everywhere now. Yes, so exactly. now maybe this can be like kind of live on the way, you know, mm-hmm. Doctor Who or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or mm-hmm. any other shows live on um thank you for finding kurt hummel um you know i i, I loved kurt at first at, at first i mean and i still love kurt but oh yeah kind of took over my life but finding kurt hummel helped me kind of rediscover kurt in so many new ways um so thank you so much for that thank you for the community that you have built uh thank you for um giving us our opportunities to just like you know to squee and scream and rant and rave <laughs> and, and, and and, um, and I just, you know, I had put together kind of this whole list because I was still not 100% certain what we were exactly going to do with tonight's podcast. But just thinking about all the things that I actually loved about Blaine. Oh, yeah, like, go ahead. The Blaine moments was just the very beginning in Teenage Dream, the bow ties. Um, oh. Why does mine say drink till she's hot? Um, <laughs> it, it's not unusual. Um, somewhere only we know and seen in his eyes just how hard Kurt leaving was actually going to hit him. Um, mm. Thank you for blam. And <laughs> you know, Blaine, 
and his soft flame belly. And don't get me wrong, I love Darren's abs, but so much porn regarding the belly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I, love, I, I love her. I love I want the belly sass- back. <laughs> and his sassiness in Hurt Locker Part One, where he's like, nope, nope. And, and that he really is just, and that in some ways, he really is just Rachel with a dick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, 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 and of course, in his, his sweet heart puppy eyes. That he just every time he sees Kurt, he is just so 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 in love, and the and I even love broken Blaine and Blaine that struggles and Blaine that struggles with a lot of the same things that I have struggled with in my life. And I mean, look, Darren Chris is hot as hell, and I want to fuck him like crazy. <laughs> Blaine, I just want to embrace him in the biggest hug and let him know that he is loved by so many people, especially his Kurt, but by so many others oh. that we all relate to him, and he is. What really, really is, is what I come back to when I come to Glee is that that was where was one of the few characters. And yes, it's like a, it was literally a gay teenager who was like 30 years younger than me. I mean, that, Darren's not that young, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. One of those, but you know, it's so weird when you can see yourself in a character that is totally unlike you, but inside is really like you. Exactly. Um, that's a that exactly. beautiful pink. Um, Blaine is the first time I ever really coined the um, the phrase "precious little muffin." Um, that's listening to Tina sing to him in that locker room, um, and, <laughs> and, and just be so oblivious. It's so oblivious. Oh, he's like he he he's just happy in his own little world. Oh my goodness! I think I said this on the Sadie Hawkins podcast when we did it. Mm-hmm. If I watch that episode or that scene and my sister's in the room, she does this narration of her version of what's going on in Blaine's mind. So mm-hmm. she'll just be like, she's like, oh my goodness. I'm so proud of Tina. She's really <laughs> grown this year. Look at her standing up and, and, and singing to this person. You know, and she, she's so pretty. Her voice is so beautiful. I hope whoever she's singing to says yes. And you know, everyone else is like, completely like understands what's going on and so it's like one of those things that like she pretty much gave up on glee two episodes into season three mm-hmm. she's like i hate oh. this show but <laughs> when it comes to blaine even she can't deny that he is a precious little muffin mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, oh, gosh. connie did you have anything that you wanted to add about the end of the the show or Blaine or Glee or well I was thinking about this today and there are so many thoughts that run through my head because uh, to echo what Pink and um, said I mean mean, the show has kept alive for me via this podcast and it was really insightful for me to have some distance from the show. I mean, that we don't see it in real time, but to be and rediscover things that I hadn't really seen or thought about, you know, when I was going through the first time. When you because when you're really in it <laughs> and it's airing, you kind of focus on some things, but you miss the overall picture. And this your podcast and going through all the episodes was able for me to like reflect back and really revisit things that I kind of glossed over or didn't really think about. And and um, that was really um, 
that was really uh, enjoyable for me to do because, like Kay, um, toward the end of the show, I got kind of disillusioned, not with the show per se, but with uh, fandom. And because I think it's because at that point, um, I guess there's some different parts of fandom that got so polarized and so entrenched that it was hard to navigate in that space. So, um, so, but, so, but seeing the podcast and having you started at the, at, toward the end, um, really gave me a, a place to, like, like KNP said, to kind of voice our perspectives without being automatically <laughs> judged and being able to talk to other fans of different perspectives and really get to share our own, you know, and discuss and everything. And that was very, that was very helpful. And that helped me rediscover my, um, my, my love for the show. <laughs> and, um, and I really, uh, thank you for taking on this, this whole project. I mean, it's been, <laughs> you started, I guess, when the show was ending and you've, you've begun it. You know, you've seen it through to the end this many years later, and that's a monumental, you know, monumental um, project, and um, it's your baby, <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm so happy you were able to see it through and that we could all kind of wrap this up together at the end, and I really thank you for the whole, <laughs> the whole, um, the whole experience. And as for the show, <laughs> I was just thinking there are so many thoughts about Blaine and the show in general. And I'm just, who would have thought that a show about a, a show choir would, would bring up so many topics of, um, I guess, social issues and everything. And it really made me, my love of music, and it really made me personally examine some prejudices and some things that I didn't realize I had and it really changed my perspective on different things and it and it profoundly profoundly um changed it by just watching it and discussing it with fellow fans and just um by the way that was presented and I'm just so thankful to have the experience in general and have to and have it um, extend beyond the show, and, and um, I was able to do so many more things, like meet fans in person. I was able to, Pink and I actually were able to extend academically and do, a, you know, write an article together and things like that, and um, that was so rewarding and everything. So this show has really become. Um, uh, much more than just a show, but it's just an experience. So <laughs> I'm just thankful mm -hmm. for all of it. <laughs> and can I, can I also yeah. add? Mm -hmm. This show got me through my 30s. When mm -hmm. Glee started, I had just turned 29, and now we're now and now we are 10 years later. I'm 39. I'm going to be 40 in April. This show is what got me through losing my job and long periods of unemployment. You know, my IBS and and just that long period where I was so sick and the depression that followed and 
through all of it. I had the fandom. I had the the show. When my sister and I needed money, you know, it was fandom that, you know, donated to us to help her get what she needed to start teaching. And it's just stuff. There's so many. Like, Connie was my first fandom friend back on TV without pity to think that that was 10 years ago. Yeah, and it's just crazy Man. to me. And then, and you know, I see Connie's posts on on my Facebook and my Instagram, and sometimes I forget that 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 she's not just someone that I just know. And then yeah. there's people like Beth, Adam mm-hmm. Pascal fan. We text each other almost every day. And mm-hmm. um, someone who's not in fandom anymore, Odd. We're very very good friends. We talk to each other on Facebook all the time. Um, Becca the Gourmets who used to be really active in fandom we are friends on Facebook we talk all the time and there and then when Teresa Kat Yui lived in LA we hung out all the time and there's so many people that I talk to on a regular basis that I met through this fandom and I talk to them more than people that I've worked with or went to school with and they've been there for me through so much through my whole through my 30s and Mm -hmm. it's just I have the show to thank for that and Kay, I am going to meet you someday, damn it. I'm oh, going to, like, we, we, miss, we missed each other in LA this time, but we will meet. Yeah, I know. We, I've got to come up to DragCon. Um, and that's the thing we've actually connected, but we've connected over other fandoms too. We've connected, exactly. oh, some of you have like sucked me into yeah. these other fandoms, like Tech Blaze and Aguetsuko mm-hmm. and Marvel and um, oh. all of these others. Um, and Connie, we have to give props to Clean Harmony and So Thinky, who are our other yes. co-authors and co-presenters uh, in that article and on that panel. I mean, yeah, Glee helped me. You know, yeah. it's like Glee got me through tenure. It, I didn't write my <laughs> Glee article until after, but I I still remember going to the New Yorker Fest and getting to like stand there with my heart pounding out of my chest, telling Ryan Murphy that I had written like about Glee, like for mm-hmm. academic publications and asking him what he thought about scholars, like picking his works apart. Um, <laughs> what did like, he say to that, by the way? Thing. Oh my God. I, I can't remember. I was just so lost. I don't <laughs> And I have Sladius to thank for that because oh, when I, that when you were here, when, yes. When, when Glee ended, and Darren, the first thing that Darren announced was that he was doing Hedwig. I was like, I need a couch. Yeah. I missed how to succeed. Mm-hmm. I am not missing this one. If there is anybody in the New York metro area with a sofa. <laughs> and it was a great a and, and let me tell you something. I got her real name. I Googled the crap out of her. before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As one does. And, I, and I can say to this day that Slady is one of my very best friends. Absolutely. Um, Lucy eight six uh Lucy eight six seven five three oh nine uh is um my my west coast is, is my uh, one of my west coast besties. Uh we've now done two Airbnb Airbnbs together. Um so I feel so sorry that the first night she was in Nashville for L M D C tour with her she was right across from a fucking Trump rally. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I heard to tell you about that sometime. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But, but yeah, just the friendships we've made through this, it's like through the, the academic connections we've made through yeah. this, the um, professional connections. We've, it's like our fandom founded a publishing company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. And a non Interlude Press. Yeah. Yeah. 
And oh like we have done some amazing fucking things. I know we've raised a lot of money for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I still just, do. Yeah. Which has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I promised Ladius I wouldn't make her um, uh, do any kind of sentimental reflections. Oh, come so. on. <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say that. reminds me, I still have to go out and get you freaking um, cheese. I still have to get you freaking cheese straws to bring. To yeah. New York on Friday. You know, you you have a lot on your mind at the moment, so I'm not really worried about the cheese straws uh, uh, today. Okay. So, but I just do, do want to say, Pam, thanks for inviting me, and you know, I, you know, I certainly showed up on everybody's doorstep much much later um, than the rest of the uh, Glee fandom, and um, and it sounds like that's probably for the best, all things considered. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I do really love. Oh, come on! You missed the I, best I part. The show. And um, in terms of Kurt and Blaine and the them in general, I mean, I, uh, you know, it's, I, I, it's no secret that I found them the most interesting when they broke up the first time, and I found a lot of that relationship stuff to be truer than a lot of how the other characters were treated or behaving along the way and I thought that was really interesting and I thought that a lot of what they did with them as they were growing up <laughs> felt more real um, you know and I find it really interesting though that, that you guys all identify with Blaine and with some of Blaine's issues because for me it's always I mean while I have literally nothing in common with Kurt whatsoever I would certainly be more of that type of a character and I find Blaine appealing because I think that sort of a character naturally find somebody you know and it's sort of like the opposite that you're attracted to mm-hmm. and ignore me i'm walking to the car yeah oh, i mean that's okay. how it always worked for me um but thank you Sorry. for inviting yeah. me and thank you for letting me play with you guys it's been great oh well thank you for letting me drag you back on after you're like <laughs> i'll do one of these that's fine and then yeah. like 50 later you're like oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and by the um, way i also Hey, thank you for giving me an ex- it's like I will always look for an excuse to talk about obscure music trivia. Oh, that was so much fun meta. though. To, to you, I mean, Pink, you you kept I, I think one thing I really appreciate about you specifically was pushing me on all this music stuff and like learning a lot of things and doing those polls and stuff like that. And it was really cool to see and do those podcasts and all that jazz. So okay. I have a question. The the, the poll that Pink did, did mm-hmm. you ever publish a result from that? I did. Um, I never saw them. I will see if I can reblog it because I reblogged it a while ago, but I will reblog it again. I'll dig through it and do yeah, the re- results say, for that. I can't remember if we had actually published all of those answers that we got or if it was just what we did for yeah. that. Oh, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I was really curious because you just posted the whole four hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm terrible and I never do any surveys whatsoever, but I did that one. Yeah. I will definitely vlog that for you guys. Um, so, um, and Pink, and, can I just say yeah. that knowing someone who no- gets my taste in music is such a huge deal for me in this fandom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, a, oh. for a long time, like I would mention like these old R&B songs, and people would be like, "I don't know what that is." Yeah. So <laughs> it's so fun having someone in the fandom who has my tasting random R&B one-hit wonders and who <laughs> knows who Johnny Kemp is yeah. doesn't think just got paid as an NSYNC song like Candyman and Knockin' Boots and mm, just got paid 
And that's why when you come here for DragCon, we're still doing karaoke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious. All right, so um, I'm going to go ahead and dish out some awards like we've been doing the whole time. Um, I'll tell you right now, the Europeans didn't get it, but everybody else seemed to be having fun with it. So um, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to start with Sleetiest. Uh, for Uh-oh. you, I am giving um, the Sue Sylvester Knock Down That Fourth Wall Award. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I accept it on, like, with honor. Uh, well, uh, thank you. And it's it's a lot of, you know, you've had a lot of insider information and a lot of, you know, explaining how things work on a television show. But also, like Sue Sylvester, you just don't give a shit. And I appreciate the attitude. I appreciate you coming in at the end and being like, you guys what is wrong with you? Just, it's a show. Enjoy it. That's, and that attitude is just amazing. And so thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, Connie, I'm giving you the Marley Rose precious muffin award. Um, you are so incredibly sweet and so positive And so I have never heard you say a bad thing about anybody ever, even when you're upset about something. <laughs> And I appreciate you coming on and just being a, a constant reminder of that, you know, we can find good in things, even Will at his worst. And um, <laughs> like Marley, you are just so incredibly sweet and amazing. And I just appreciate having met you in my life. So thank you. Oh, thank you for the honor. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Pink. You are getting my Santana Lopez Tell It Like It Is award. Um, you're, so, you're so passionate and so, you know, in tune with your opinions, but never afraid to share and never afraid to, like, to tell it like it is. But at the same time, you always give such a deep vulnerability when you tell your stories about your personal life. And um, I just appreciate that about you. And I just love that you come to the table with a different point of view and not afraid to have that point of view. And so thank you so much. <laughs> well, in the spirit of Santana Lopez, wanky. <laughs> <laughs> And then K for you, you get the Mercedes Jones Oh Hell to the No Award. Um, <laughs> because like Mercedes, uh, you know, you're you're I, I love that you're always like, show me the receipts, show me the receipts. Or but at the same time, your heart you have a heart of gold in there and you are sweet. And sometimes you have been tough on the outside, but I think there is such a great person in there that not everybody sees, but I think should be appreciated more. So thank you so much. Pop for everything. Joke. I'm not going to cry because I'm dying. But <laughs> <laughs> That's but, probably good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't get in a rush. That that would be bad. Thank you so so much. I really really appreciate that. This fandom has been literally it's like the best of times and the worst of times. Oh, yeah, so that's you're that's... giving me a reason to to stay because for the longest time the abuse I took was not didn't feel like it was worth it. But you guys are the reason why I stuck around, despite the fact that people are so racist and so mean so yeah. often. And so and freaking really delusional. Love that. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, this podcast specifically, but the show, like you guys, has, has taken me through some hard times. And meeting people like you guys and everybody that's been on the show has you know, 
kept me going and kept me reminded that, you know, life is worth living and there are things in it that are, even when they're small, even when it's a favorite song, even when it's, you know, two cute guys making out, or even when it's, we're talking about deep emotional things. Um, it's been an amazing journey. I keep saying amazing journey and I'm sorry about the really bad puns about that in new directions, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) I just, This has been something very special, and to see it out to the end of its natural conclusion ending has been really amazing. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for being in my life and sharing this journey with me. And I just wanted to say, and I meant to say it earlier, that to echo what Connie has said before, that it is no small accomplishment to have seen this through from one end to the other. I have seen (laughs) podcasts and, you know, projects that seem much more likely to be done just given up halfway through and you should be super proud of what you've accomplished thank you all right guys something you would ever be able to put on a resume but you should (laughs) (laughs) and you saw i mean five years since the show ended like most people don't stay at jobs this long you you didn't get Mm -hmm. paid for and you worked into all kinds of crazy hours and I can't even it's amazing. I mm-hmm. you really deserve all the awards yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys yeah, so much. So much work into this. And I don't know about you guys. I mean, I'm in the Popular Culture Association. I just might put it on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about, like, social media stuff and, like, uh, whatever and podcasting. I mean, you can do that without really having to show what you did. Um, so yeah. I'm not saying this against I mean, you, it. But. Yeah, never discount anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything is uh, everything yeah. is value. Yeah. So, so anyway, whether you can cut that from the podcast if you want. <laughs> okay. But um yeah, so I'm gonna wrap this up because I know we're kind of on a tight schedule. But um thank you guys again. And as I've been saying on all the rest of the segments, that is the series wrap for Sladiest and Sleep Deprived Mind and Black John Lennon and Musical Peak. <laughs> oh, thanks guys. I'm ripping, off, I'm ripping off my bow tie and flipping up you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. All right. Welcome back. So we are at our nationals competition. All right. All right. Our category is two categories. First one is guest stars. Okay. Which I cede to my knowing, uh, (laughs) my knowing, uh, (laughs) counterpart. Which is the answer, more... Matt Bomer? I feel like the answer to everything should just I, be Matt Bomer. I, I, I'm assuming. <laughs> it's not, but... Oh. Well, then these questions one. are wrong. <laughs> Which because former answer is right. <laughs> Saturday Night Live cast member guest starred in season one? Molly Shannon. Yes. See, you knew that. Point for you. Thanks. Point for you. Double point for you, because most people don't remember that. All right. Who had more guest that's, appearances? That's two bonus points. Two okay. bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> Who had the most guest appearances, Kristen Chenoweth or Adina Menzel? Oh, I think Adina Menzel. I think it was Adina. Yes, Adina had twelve. Kristen Chenoweth had five. Oh, <laughs> that's what okay. you get when you sleep with a student. Yeah. Flatline. Yeah. All right, Super which bar. guest stars? And you can name as many. There's quite a few of them. Um, who guest starred on Glee, also guest starred on the Ryan Murphy season-long show called The New Normal. Well, I know one of them. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, he Matt Bomer. Shirtless. Yeah. Matt, yes. <laughs> Matt Bomer. Definitely Matt Bomer. Can you name any of the other ones? Nene Leakes. Yeah. Nene Leakes. Or is she a guest? Maybe yeah, she was she, a guest star for yeah. New Normal. John, she was just a cast member. No. Oh, she might have been. I don't know. John cast Stamos member. and Andrew Reynolds. But he was a cast member on New Normal. He was a cast member. Yep. All right. I thought you said they were guest stars on both. Oh, yeah. Right. Really, the answer to everything is Cooper. It's Cooper. Um, which former member of Star Kid had a cameo in season four? Oh, the Joey dude. Yes, Joey Richter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Leah's dad, Chris Colfer's boyfriend, and Darren Chris's parents all cameoed in this season. Season five. Yes. And writer Michael Hitchcock guest starred as this character throughout the series. That guy who has bad hearing in one ear? Yes. the Scarlet Fever? And I don't know his name. His name is, I call him deaf school director. His name is Dalton Rumba. His first name is Dalton? Yes. His last name is Rumba? Rumba? That's what it says according to Internet Movie Database. That seems like a dance that they did at Dalton. Also, who actually... (laughs) Spells out what IMDb stands for. Oh, did I just do that? <laughs> you 100% did. It's like, yes, I got money out of the automatic teller machine. When I asked her what the URL was, she did not tell me www.freecreditingreform. <laughs> Oops. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cast appearances. Would you get multiple choices on some of them? Because these are, these are tough. These are tough. Bring it. Okay. Matt Bomer. Which Matt Bomer. <laughs> no. Which actor had the most on screen appearances? A Kevin, B Chris, C Leah, or D Matt? It's Kevin. No. Huh. Well, it's gotta be Leah. I, w- it's Leah. I went into it very confident. You did. And I appreciate that. You gotta have a point for the confidence. Thanks. Um, Leah was in 118 out of 121. Chris was next. As 116 out of 121. Kevin was like at 114 and Matt's like at 110 or something like that. All right. Which season one episode? And one of them got paid significantly less than the Mm, others. Yeah. (laughs) But then again, he contributed less. True. No shame. No shame. Uh, Which season one episode is the only episode where Kurt is seen but not heard? Mm. I don't know episode titles. Can you guess what happened in the episode? Like, no. Can you tell me that? No. No. <laughs> well, why would I remember it if there's no lines or something interesting? Give me something okay. to grab onto. I mean, Snarky's um, only here for the pants. So Dina Menzel guest starred on this episode, as well as Jonathan Groff. Oh, I don't know what that. It was called. directed by Joss Whedon. It's the one where they. He doesn't have any lines in um, the one with the safety dance. Yeah, he doesn't have any lines. Was he killing off Natasha Romanoff? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Probably. (laughs) Okay. Which... Okay. Um, Let's see if you can at least name what happened in these episodes, because I'm sure you won't remember the titles. But which five episodes did Chris Colfer not be in? Well, he wasn't in Comeback. Yep. And he wasn't in the one with the shooting. Yep. And I don't know. (laughs) All right. I'll give you some hints. The two others that you're missing are... Two of them are in the um, season four, and one of them is in season six. Oh, well, he's not in Child Star. Right. 
I don't know the other ones. What two early season four role you were born to play in dynamic duets? Oh, that's probably why I don't like dynamic duets as much as everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably true. It also doesn't have any Cooper, so, you know, two thumbs down. (laughs) Need Um, more Cooper. Yes. All right. Which actor out of the ones that I'm going to list had the least number of screen appearances? Becca Tobin? Bomer. Lauren Potter, Iqbal, what is his last name? I didn't write it Siba. down. Siba? Siba. Siba. And Diana Agron. Lord Tubbington. No. I'm going to go with Principal Figgins. Nope. Uh, it's Becca Tobin at 42. Lauren Potter had 50. Oh. Iqbal Siba had 58. And Diana Agron had 72. Wow. All right. Really, she really yeah. made up some space at the end there. She did. All right. This is also multiple choice. How many appearances on the show did Darren Chris make? A96, B90, C88, D84. 69. <laughs> no. Yeah, I agree. No. <laughs> C88. The, no, the high one? No, it's middle. It's C88. Oh. Yep. All right, not distracted after she said 69. Yeah. <laughs> 69. All right. Not counting flashbacks. 420. Who appeared? (laughs) My God, you guys! All right, who appeared on more episodes of the show? Harry Shum Jr. or Corey Monteith? Not counting flashbacks. Oh, um, Corey? Yes, Harry. Nope, (laughs) it's Corey. Uh, But it's close. Harry had seventy-six. Corey had eighty. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So that wraps up that. The more you know. Dot gift. <laughs> um, and so the next little segment we've got uh, individual goodbyes from Bethany and Slayer Kitty, and they each talk a little bit about their time on the podcast. And yeah, hello and welcome to one of our special segments. I'm here with just Slayer Kitty. Hi, hi, <laughs> hi, Slayer Kitty. Um, and this is really kind of cool. Uh, Kitty has been com- has become such a wonderful friend of mine. She's come to stay at my house, and yes, um, yes, and she is such a delight. And her laugh is so just welcoming, and like it just makes me smile inside when you when Aww. I get to giggle. So it's like, oh my gosh. Um, See, I love that you say that because I'm always self conscious about my laugh because I know how loud it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just part of you. It's, it makes you so unique and special. So, um, And we should talk just quickly about... Did we ever talk about the game that we played on the podcast? Not the game on the podcast that we played, but the game that we played when we visited each other? I, I don't know if it ever made it. I know that we talked about it to people we were on the podcast with, but I don't know if discussion okay. of said game actually made it onto the podcast. We should talk about that for just a second because <laughs> this is just, it's so fascinating to me. I mean, this game came out like 10 years ago at this point. And oh gosh, when you word it like that, I know, right? What was the name of the game? Do you remember? Oh gosh. It might have just been like Glee the Game. But if anybody wants to know what game we're talking about, if you go to the Glee concert movie to the girl who was the Britney superfan, they are playing the game in her like back 
background clip where they talk about her and there's a group of her and some friends and she gets super excited that she won. She guessed Brittany. And the reason why she was super excited that I didn't realize at the time is that Brittany's the mystery <laughs> card in this game. I know. Which, she's got like two cards. <laughs> which, which tells you how old this game is and when it was designed. Oh my gosh. Because Santana and... I don't think Santana had a card. She didn't. And some, um, like Mike didn't have a card. Puck didn't no. have a card. I don't think. No, Puck did. Cause he was one did of the he? characters. Not okay. very many, but he was in there. It was just like, it was. And then, but like Emma had a card. Ken Tanaka uh, had a card. Ken Tanaka Harry. had a card. Harry had a card. This is, it was. And I can't remember. We rolled and then like, we had to pick up a card and then you, I had to, to like guess the person you were trying to be. When, a quote or something yeah and then, or if you got like a certain thing you had to like dance crazy to a song but it was only 30 seconds, seconds of the same five songs i was i mean <laughs> they didn't even mix it up with like i mean it's only it only covers the front 13 episodes and it's only like five songs Mm-hmm. And so after, like, we, we, we kept skipping that particular one because doing the CD was not fun because there's not any... You know, we just no... randomly interjected our own dance breaks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it was it was simultaneously the most fun and the most tedious thing I've ever done in my life. And um, we played and it four times. <laughs> I was going to say, I kept making you play it because I kept losing and I wanted to win one. Um <laughs> We made but, it so each one twice. Yeah. And, but it was just, you know, at, at, at like 1 a.m. I know. It's just beyond ridiculousness with that game. And I would never want to play it with people who have who've played it before. It's the yeah. kind of game that you really want to play with people who've never played it so you can see the look on their <laughs> face when they realize they, what it is. Exactly. And they also have to be real good glee flan, flan, flans. Good <laughs> God, why can't I talk? Good glee fans. Because otherwise and, they won't get it. Yeah. Or but I mean in a season one, like you know, you you have to be it's so weird. It's not even the back half. It's no. all the beginning and, and most of these cards were like Will and Rachel and too and Terry um, stuff Terry stuff and, and oh. Ken Tanaka stuff and yeah. randomly throwing things in there and you're just going about. oh man I'd forgotten all about that exactly or it's so funny to me at like how much the show changed from all the merchandise and I know we talked about it a little bit a long time ago but mm-hmm. I thought it'd be interesting just to take a second and think about how far you know, the show and the show's legacy and the and we as a fandom have come because when you look back at all of that merchandising that happened between season one and season two and how different the show has became and how different we look back on the show 10 years later. Right. Well, because the original premise of the show was supposed to be a Degrassi-style series with the adults being the main cast and the kids rotating out after a couple of years. Right. Exactly. But that's not what happened. But I mean, like the fact that the show didn't even, when they wrote the script, there was not a gay character in it um, right. for the pilot. 
it just blows my mind for when you look at, um, I remember we finally, finally got rid of them, but in my store, we had these bookmarks. I remember you talking about the bookmarks. Yes. And the bookmarks were so weird because it had, you know, Will and Sue and Terry and Emma and, you know, like Rachel Finn and like Quinn. Like, all of these white people, no diversity in there, even though the show... And it's such a disconnect from the merchandising, from what the um, advertising promotional material stuff was, because um, a lot of the advertising stuff... You can tell that, like, the promotional department got the memo... Long before the marketing department, like the merchandising department did. Like marketing overall, but like the people doing the merchandise, I don't know if it was more of a, well, we've already put said thing into motion. It would cost more money to retract it. So let's just put it out and see if people buy it Mm -hmm. just because it's got glee on it. Exactly. Um, Well, you can tell it. I mean, and when you look back at the front 13 they talk about all of this i mean yeah they have a gay kid and a kid in a wheelchair and a black girl and an asian girl but do they do That's anything with those literally characters the, the premise of throwdown was it throwdown yeah where like sue takes yep all, all the minority. diverse characters and then and then leaves will with all the white bread people but when you go back and watch throwdown it's about will yeah. and sue these two white people like, like, <laughs> it's not even, the kids, it's not the even about the diverse, about the diverse characters kids. exactly it's about two old white people fighting over them <laughs> <laughs> right which is, there's a lot of satire in there oh. but it's funny to me that when you go back to this front 13 how I mean, yeah, it was something different at the time, and and you know, the the minority characters did get things to do, but it wasn't really until the second half when they started moving away from Will's character that it incorporated all of this stuff, this new stuff right. that, but that the show is going to be known for. Now that we're done, you look back on it, you're like, oh God, Glee was you know that cheesy gay show, but it didn't start out that way, and it's just a no, fascinating it thing. Really- started out it's so interesting because if you haven't seen other ryan murphy works like older ryan murphy works mm-hmm. particularly nip tuck comes to mind because that show was bat shit i mean bat shit crazy if you want to know how ryan murphy's brain thinks watch season one of that show because that will screw you up i don't even know how i made it through like eight years of that or however long it was on Jeez. oh it's classic surgeons in florida let me just Start you there, and yeah, but I mean, sure, there is like you know, a closeted jock and a mean girl, and like somebody cheats on somebody else, and yeah, oh, they were cheating on each other all the time. There was a huge paternity thing in that show with one of the kids, but it's just like a lot of that you can kind of see how it translated into certain parts of early glee before they started moving away from it because they realized maybe that's not quite what the show is, yeah. Yeah, and I mean it was Jessica Gilsig. She was on Nip Tuck. Mm-hmm. He, Ryan Murphy, uses casts whenever he can. He's, um, like, he's like the writer, producer, director version of the CW Network. <laughs> okay, I didn't know they did that, but okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. So it's actually this is a running joke for someone who's old. Uh, if you remember all the way back to when it was the WB. I do remember that because I watched Dawson's Creek on the WB. Okay. So, uh, so for instance, on the WB, Chad Michael Murray was in like six episodes. And then, mm-hmm. boom, he got his own show. 
Well, the, he, the reason why he was on Dawson's Creek was so that they could push him out. They want they wanted to see if he'd be okay to lead his own show. Yeah. And then anyway. for, like, Jared Padalecki, he was on Gilmore Girls. Then he got his own show. And but, so you would just start to see the same people over and over and over again. And they'd guest star on this show or this show or this show. And then two seasons later, they have their own show. Yeah. And so it's like a running joke that even after they went from the WB to UPN to the CW, they still do it. Oh, sure. That makes sense. So, but like Ryan Murphy's like that embodiment, but as person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree he just calls that. like the just same does. ten people and says, "Hey, oh, I'm does. doing this thing. Let's do this thing. Where's Sarah Let's Paulson? Do this thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So interestingly, fandom has changed too, and it's fascinating to look back at, you know, how far we've come, even as a fandom, and even like I don't even even living most of it. It's just. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of funny that, like, you know, it was so big for a while. And I mean, think about, it I was, was thinking about those super fans. What happened to those super fans? Where are they? I, are they I, still? I don't did, know. Did they make it to season six? I mean, <laughs> I feel like a lot of them didn't. I'm sure they did. Or didn't. if they did, they migrated off into parts of fandom that I didn't go to. Yeah. A lot of the people around today have come in later in the series, but. And that is also super fascinating to me because I feel like the show, in some ways, in some ways things got better and in some ways things got worse for me. So I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd come in in season four or season five I, that I would have stayed watching it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why I'm like, okay, so now that we're at the finale and we're wrapping up TVD and I, as somebody who has been there since the beginning, mm-hmm. if you want to just take a moment and reflect about how... Reflect on how this whole thing has changed and and how you feel being on this side of it after 10 years of being a part of this show's, you know, life and fandom. I guess, um, well, it's weird because I didn't want to join this fandom in the first place. And it sounds so stupid when I say that now. (laughs) But I had just not really come out of a fandom because really, I mean, do you really ever leave a fandom? No. no. I still I still the office is still a very big part of my art. So Yes. So and and anytime, even if it's something you're super active in, you know, a gift pops up on your dash from something from like two, you know, two fandoms ago that you were super active in and you're like, Oh man, I'm gonna reblog that man, I got all the feels now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not there with glee. But there was a fandom that I was in before that for a show. It was a soap opera that got canceled. Was it that Emmerdale? No. We thought it was a ship <laughs> <laughs> No. That one's still on. This oh. was As the World Turns. Oh, okay. Which you've probably heard of. Oh, I know. I know what that is. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a lot of the, it was on Channel 10 so or CBS or whatever. So, a lot of the Channel 10 soaps got canceled. They only have two left. Just, like, all the soap operas as a genre are pretty much, like, dying. And there's only a couple left clinging to that. And it was one of my favorite ones. And at the beginning of the end of the final season, we didn't know then it was going to be the final season because they didn't announce it till like, May. But at the beginning of the end of the final season, they introduced this really great character. And he ended up 
being a love interest for one of my favorite characters and they were it was a gay couple and i just went all in onto them and that was a hell of a 10 months because they and then they killed one of them like three episodes from the end of the show or something in the most stupid way possible oh my god and i was like i i I was, you know, gut-wrenched because I was like, how could you possibly do this? You're going to kill the gay character. This is when the barrier gaze trope was really becoming a thing in television. And, but not that it was becoming a thing, but people were actually saying, hey, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Because it had kind of always been a thing, but people were actually calling shows and, and other media out on it. Mm-hmm. So... That was in September. Darren, who I literally just watched in AVBM, like, so the Potter musical, mm-hmm. two months earlier. Yeah. Premiered. Uh, his episode aired that November. It was like a month and a half out. So even though I was into Glee, I wasn't in fandom. I was just watching it, and I really, really liked him. And then, God damn it, those two boys sang in front of a fireplace. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite Christmas songs. And it was a really long hiatus. And I just sort of stumbled over to Live Journal and thought, oh my there's no hard there's no harm in reading, Fick. I oh, mean, I no. don't really that's have anything else to read right now. You don't have to tell me twice. I know that's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you like know. it starts those two ways. I feel like it starts, you either get sucked into the fan fiction or you get sucked into the meta. Yeah. Um, I agree, because you either want to dissect everything that happens on screen, Mm -hmm. or you need to fill in all the blanks. Right. And you want to... Sometimes people do both, but... And meta and fic often, more than often, overlap. But it was one of those couples that just kind of hit it for me, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And... So by the time that they actually kissed an original song, I was gone. I was in it. <laughs> I was all up in it. It was just... <laughs> I was like, in six months, I went from, I do not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to get into it like I was. Six months later, it's like, yeah, that's some good stuff. Well, and you were, I mean, back in the day, you were a prolific writer. I know that one of yours blew up mm-hmm. unintentionally I mean that's gonna be I a crazy thing it it was really kind of insane because as like a writer part of me is like super duper proud and then the other part of me is like but I don't know why but I think well, some of it was that a lot of people just like to pick out all the little meta the meta things that I like to put in there because mm-hmm. I would just totally use stuff that really happened mm-hmm whether yeah. it was on, on my dash, whether it was stuff that, that the actors on the show and cast were posting, whether it was this, that, or the other thing, 90% of what's in there is things that actually happened. Yeah. You know, twisted for my own purposes, of course. Still, I mean, you got to do plot. But, you know, and, then, and did you ever, because I don't know if I have a lot of people that have been on the podcast that I would consider... Like anywhere close to a big name fan, but like you definitely had a lot of followers and you definitely 
had people following your writing and, and did it get ever get like crazy or do you ever remember like did you ever receive mail where you're like okay I don't know how to deal with this person or um mm-hmm. most people and 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 I don't know that and, and here here's the thing about you know BNFs or or whatever. I don't even know if BNFs consider themselves BNFs because it's so weird when you feel like you're the one who could potentially be one, but you're like, but am I really? And I don't know that if I I was as big as some people, although I would say that I was tertiary enough. Yeah. That at least people would know, like if you mentioned my fic, they'd go, oh my God, I've read that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's that's also very weird to oh, feel yeah. that well, like you you is a, you exist as something for other people to talk about is weird. It is a weird thing. Well, and people have said that you know uh, they've I've been called a couple times BNF, and I don't <laughs> feel that at all because I think that my, well, first of all, TBD is a community. I just happen to be in the community of a group thing that it's you just a group happen thing. to start. Right. And my, my personal blog is not anywhere near those numbers that I know the, the actual, and I don't think Lee, I don't think Lee had a lot of big name fans, but, um, a lot of the DNFs that were, Mm -hmm. that I considered more popular, subjective, but, um, more prolific than me. I, I don't have the numbers near that. Um, but probably since I'm the only one like left in town running things, mm-hmm. I've been shifted into this role a little bit, but, um, yeah, I mean, you hear people about getting nasty nannies all the time and having like well, groupies and it's, it's, it's crazy. At one point I did turn anonymous commenting off and that's because. I was extremely spoiler free except for music. I would always do mm. like the first lesson Friday or whatever day of the week it ended up having to be. But there I had a troll for a while who would drop spoilers in my ask. Oh no. Which drove me nuts. So I turned I turned comedy I turned the anonymous comments yeah. off. That other than that, I never really got a lot of what I would consider like hate mail or anything like that. Well, that's good. Nobody was ever really mean, but I also like really pride myself on being super nice to people because mm-hmm. I don't want to like on the flip side, if I was going to, if if you take the time to talk to me, then I am going to a appreciate you for taking your time to talk to me because everyone's time is valuable. And mm-hmm. B you said something really nice. So I'm going to say something really nice back because I appreciate not only that you read my stuff, that you liked it and you took the time to say something about it. Absolutely. Well, and I think authors are a little bit different than the people that were like, I don't know, commenting on meta or commenting on the show or had mm-hmm. connections to the cast or whatever. I think um, when you start getting into the meta side of things, a lot that's where a lot more of the disagreements can come in yeah. because fic is more of a, this is a fantasy of what would happen in said situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people that discuss spoilers and the mm-hmm. people, but also the people that had connections to like, you know, that lived in L.A. and they could run into people the set or, um, you know, had a, you know, streamlined a degree at the Brazilians or whatever. Um, right. Um, it, that's when I know people would get like lots of messages and et mm-hmm. cetera, et cetera, or how you interpreted something in canon. Mm-hmm. Um was always a hot button issue. And I, I'm, that's another thing. I mean, just doing this podcast and, and whatnot, I've, 
I don't know if it's time. I don't know if it's just an understanding. I've gotten a lot mellower about a lot of things. I was talking um, on the, one of the other segments about, like, there aren't very many things that still bug me about the show. Um, there's a couple, but not There are too many. things, I think, that at the time... Well, I'll say two things. So... I'll go back a little bit and kind of add one thing, one kind of crazy thing that did happen though, thick wise as a result of its popularity is that it actually got plagiarized twice. Oh, in two different instances, possibly by the same person. I can't remember now. It's been so Mm -hmm. long. That was nuts. That is crazy. But fanfic.net did take it down because about 60 people reported it wow (laughs) which if you're out there listening i love all y'all for doing that for me because i didn't know what to do i came home and i had message after message after message after message that's fantastic but like 60 i mean you can tell the numbers are so different because me you know doing a poll for example Mm -hmm. i get maybe 60 to 70 people on that poll and Mm -hmm. and that's like the entire community That's, you know, and it's such a different, it's such a different thing when there's so many people, but right. I don't know. Well, it's and not- so the other thing I was going to say was, is that sometimes fandom, and this is nothing against fandom because, and I get in it too, and we're all guilty of it, but sometimes fandom becomes as much of a, a mob mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as it is, is us loving and celebrating something. Yes. And if you don't agree with the mob, then the mob turns on you. And it happens because we're all people and we're all human. We're fallible. But it happens a lot in fandoms where emotions tend to run high. And I think the reason why emotions run so high is not only do we attach to these characters or what have you with very good reasons. And everyone has their own reasons about what brings them to to the show. And I know that these characters mean a lot. So you've already got this attachment and you have no control over them. You have to deal with what you're given. And when what you're given feels like you've been punched in the face with it, like things like the lesbian blogger community, that's awful. I mean, that was absolutely awful. And I cannot imagine how that felt. It it felt very dismissive. And it's one of those things we talked a lot about on the podcast, but in general, you know, a lot of people, even media, talks about how Glee was around at the beginning of the social media boom, and I how mean, it, there's a Glee reason. Glee and Twitter, I I almost feel like one can't have existed with the other in some way. Well, I'm pretty sure Twister would have gone out and fine without Glee, but maybe. You know, but you know what I mean, though, right? <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah, like I think that um, I think that there's a reason there's a fourth wall with our creators and. The fact that Glee completely broke down the fourth wall to the extent that it did may not have been always the best thing for the show. Um, because I think that it just, it, I don't know. It was, it was what it was. It, you mean, as older fandom people, because you and I are roughly about the same age, mm-hmm. it, there's always just in years past been a line between the fandom and the creator and yeah. social media blurs or sometimes even just completely obliterates that line for better or for worse. And in some cases, in Glee's case, I think that in some ways it was worse. Mm -hmm. But for other shows or other fandoms or or series or what have you, 
it might be for the better. I've seen stuff between the creators and the actors in Good Omens, which it's not something I've seen, but that line that their the relationship that they have with their creators of their content that is amazing. Oh, with Neil Gaiman? Uh-huh. Yeah. And even yeah, the absolutely. actor, even David David Tennant and and mm-hmm. Michael Sheen? Mhm. Yep. That what they got going on there, that's amazing. Well, and I think with the Glee you also, I mean, there's a difference between People that are creating and the and professional adults and you've got Ryan Murphy who is almost a man child in some ways, and a bunch of teenagers, <laughs> early twenty somethings, who weren't really prepared for the amount of stuff that was happening to them. So, and it, it happened so fast. Yeah, yeah. Which so. you know they're their own. Insurance commercial, which the one that life comes at you fast commercial. I don't remember which insurance yeah. company that is, but they're their own insurance commercial, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's just crazy that, like, you know, and we were talking a little bit about this in that last podcast that we did with the Glee and Legacy and whatnot about how Glee is it kind of just simmered away really quickly. And, you know, it's not going to be remembered the way it's not going to be friends, but I, it, it did definitely leave a a footprint and it'll be it will be interesting to see what happens 20 years from now and it see if because I think it left a very distinct mark on certain aspects of you know television mm-hmm. creation TV programming how do creators interact with their fans yeah yeah a lot of that can you know was really just What's the word I'm trying to say? They, we worked a lot of kinks out in some of those situations. Yeah. We were like the the test guinea pigs for, for those situations because they hadn't really come up before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and, and just the way it navigated, it wanted, it tried to be dealing with issues that they thought were important. And some hit like, you know, gay bullying or just bullying in general in schools. And some didn't like spousal abuse because why? Um, but it was just not necessary. It wasn't the appropriate show to do that on. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very valid thing to be. It's a discussion and a, and a topic and something that should be addressed. Just not on this particular format. No, that, that was awkward at best um but you know the the dealing with the sexuality and it's so interesting to think that you know even in the show's time period where Kurt and Blaine were like oh my god these two boys are going to kiss on screen and it's going to be this big deal and four years later they have Spencer and Alistair kiss and it's like okay whatever Uh, it's I remember when that happened when that happened I just went I was like Huh. Like, it's just, it was such a nothing, a nothing something moment. Yeah. Because it was something because it was nothing. Exactly. And there's still a lot of work to do. I mean, even women's rights has a long way to go. But these small footsteps that we're making, you know, and to see that reflected in our own culture and in in our TV shows and seeing that growth and the Glee did have a small part of that. Well, and, really and fascinating. What else was super interesting is right around the time that Glee was really gaining in that popularity, and the, you know having two boys kissing and whatever. Um, so 
I'm not even going to pretend to lie. I've already dropped that I was in a soap fandom. I did actually get into <laughs> a completely different soap fandom. Still not the one you're thinking of. Not um, the Emmerdale where you thought no. the people were called Emmerdale. That's, that's a British soap, which I got into because of one of the people on my dash, and I just couldn't resist. And that show was bonkers. But I love it. But, uh, <laughs> no, I started watching Days of Our Lives because right around when they had Kurt and Blaine getting together, they had announced that they were going to get two gay characters together. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. I mean, I might watch it, maybe. And I saw a couple of clips and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And while it took them a really long time, where they are now as a couple on the show, they're one of the few super couples who are actually still married to each other. Mm -hmm. And they had this like huge wedding and it was the whole big deal. And they, but they are literally treated just like everyone else on the show, which means that everything goes to shit all the time, but they're just like everyone else. And I don't know that that would have happened, you know, because it happened right around that same time. And it was Mm -hmm. so interesting to see the two different dynamics because they would show them in bed together at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So well, so we aired during a very interesting time in our culture. It it really did a very transitional time, and I guess now is very. Tra- it's a transitional, transitional time, but that no, I don't know that it's, it's a, a different. No, it's a transition. <laughs> it's like two, four, like four steps forward, one step really far back. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, let's just to kind of. You know, wrap up the, the the podcast though. It's been such an interesting thing to go through this and and to spend four years. And I know it started in 2016, but it started in February. So by the time this airs, it's almost been four years um, mm-hmm. that I've been doing this. And just even, it's been a fascinating journey. It's been a fascinating journey through through um, fandom to see it dwindle. I mean, I remember I started this fandom or this particular blog. First of all, as a prompt blog for fanfic, can you can mm-hmm. does anyone remember that? I mean, I do. What we did. Um, yeah. The fact that we started as um, I really had to put my foot down about being you had to be nice to Kurt and Blaine, and I don't feel like that is a necessary thing that you have to do so much anymore. But that was I don't my... I don't think so, and I I think that some of the things that you know people it, it sort of goes back to that where that mob mentality is. As we move away from such intensity of emotion mm-hmm. that need to feel or do things a certain way, it lessens. You don't feel quite so intense about things. No. Well, and it's and it's also interesting because now that I'm on this ending part of it, I know a lot of people when they got to the end of the show, they said, you know, I'm I've I've said everything that I've wanted to say about the show and I'm done. And I'm like, well, no, mm-hmm. I have things that I want to say. And now that I've gone through everything and I'm like, you know what? I think I have said what I wanted to say. I mean, a couple of these last ending podcasts, I'm like, like struggling to come up with material because I, I feel like I'm just rehashing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And um, the other day we had a new person on the Discord channel, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I really need to do that. <laughs> you really need to get on there. I know, Kitty. I know. Um, but the fun part was like, they're like, oh, they were talking about something about something, something, something in season three. And I was, I almost wanted to just like, here's the podcast. 
Here you go. Here's all the thoughts. We've been, we, we went through this like a thousand times, but they're discovering it for the first time. So mm-hmm. even as I wind down and even as I've said all that I've wanted to say, I hope that people are discovering it. I hope that, you know, kid, people who have kids show their kids and maybe they'll bond over that or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, now that people are older, they can go back and look at it with a fresh pair of eyes. Cause I do think there's a difference between being, you know, a teenager and watching this show and being an adult mm-hmm. and watching this show. Um, I mean, the show started in 2009. So I was in my mid 20s. I had a two year old. And now he's 12. And mm-hmm. I am nearing 40. Yeah. Shh, don't tell. I know. <laughs> and it's like, where we are and you know where I've come as a person just in my personal life yeah and then you know relative to fandom and how that goes and everything that's happened and it was crazy but I don't know that I would change any of it because not only did you meet and this is just everybody in general you meet these really great people and you connect on a level that you don't always connect with people Mm -hmm. you know it's not every day that I just go to random people's houses because you're yeah. like, hey, come to this thing. Okay, <laughs> let me stop in my car. Let me just hop my car. And what happened? What is it, like a four-hour drive, five-hour drive? Like, like five-ish, yeah. give or take, depending on how fast you're going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely one of the closer people to me, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, but, you know, and even still, uh, that five hours, it's a drive to make by yourself. Yeah, but you know, it's, so. it's still cool. And and do you want to take us a quick second and talk about living in Ohio and the and sure. um just the fact that the show was you know you've talked a lot about what Ohio's like comparative, but was it an interesting <laughs> thing that you know this is a a fictional story that takes place so close to your home uh, comparatively to everybody else living right. in the world? Like I mean, so, unless you're living in Lima, you really can't get much closer. No, but I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the things when the show first started that drew me to it was that it took place in Ohio because so few things happen in the middle of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, if they happen in the Midwest, guess what? It's a horror movie or a sci-fi movie. Or, or it's or in Chicago, which is... Right, or it's in Chicago, own, which is yeah. not... not. I mean, that's I mean, Midwest, but that's not what I think of when I say... I guess I want to say, like, more of a rural Midwest. Yeah. Or it's like a, a Kansas, you know, real hippie, right. you know, not Smallville-ish, yeah. in a way. Yeah. And so, no one ever does anything in Ohio. Which, I mean, let's be real, there's some really great things about Ohio, but nothing really happens here either, so I get it. <laughs> you know, we, you say that we've got like... football, we've got a couple of colleges that are, are, are popularized, <laughs> we've got a really kick-ass children's hospital, like, there's some really good stuff here, but it's not something that we're, like... Man, I'm gonna go to Ohio so I can go do the thing. You oh, know, at least you get driven through. I mean, there's no reason to come up to Michigan unless you are going. You get to driven Michigan. through a lot. <laughs> I mean, I have to go through Ohio whenever I want to go somewhere. That or Indiana. Uh-huh. Indiana, Ohio are are pretty much the same place, um, more or less. 
more or less. There's, I think there's, in, there's some subtle differences. But there are. I think Indiana is worse. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I have been there a few times, and I have friends that live there, and it, there, it, it's a, it's a little different culturally. It is, which is so interesting because we're only a state apart from each other. Yeah, but to see Ohio on TV all the time, and to know that yes, uh, geography will never get Ohio correct. (laughs) No, (laughs) there's no way Kurt went to school in Westerville from Lima unless he was boarding there because that's a three-hour drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One way, it's a three-hour drive. I I Google Maps it. Um, That's funny. And but as far as like, you know, Lima as being a place to set something, it's super fascinating because a lot of the things about Lima that they said, they are right. It there's yeah. not much there. They have a mall. They had a, a technical college. Well, they did. I don't actually know if it's still there. They have. Like a handful of restaurants, and it's all farmland. Yeah, but that's that's the. I mean, I think it's also Ryan Murphy is from Indiana, and I think he was basing it a lot on wherever he was from. Um, if he was from like northern Indiana, I totally yeah. get it. If I, uh, northern Indiana has more of a Ohio vibe to it than southern Indiana does. Yeah, southern I Indiana think. is almost the south. Southern is, Indiana is almost more like Kentucky. Yeah, and Kentucky is which the is south. weird. It it's is. weird that Kentucky so is weird. the South. But, the but whole, it is. It is, yeah. Because so. I, I have friends who live in Kentucky, and mm-hmm. they they talk with a thick twang. Mm-hmm. And so yep. you cross that border, and everybody has a twang, and it's so weird that it's right there. It is. So. Okay. so. But it's, it is neat and interesting to see, you know, your place, quote-unquote, or yeah. for them to mention something that actually exists. Well, and and I think by the end of it, Glee was very positive about, you know, even though they only had two places, which were Lima and New York, they were very positive about how Lima was not the worst place. I mean, I know they start off with like, you know, Finn's like, you know, we're all Lima losers. But at the end if, of the it's day. It's a cow town. Didn't Kurt call it a cow town at one yeah. point? Yeah, that it wasn't the worst place to be and that like somebody Mm -hmm. like Sam would go back and Finn was supposed to be somebody who stayed there. And the fact Mm -hmm. that you can still be a person who's happy in a place that isn't New York or L.A. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think that's it. it, It's kind of cool how it kind of grew out of, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of people in a lot of small towns who understandably want to get out of them. But. It also, you know, it's mm. not the worst thing to want to stay there either. So, right. I will say that one of my favorite, uh, it's a favorite line because it's funny as hell anyway, but Lima doesn't even have a zoo. Why'd we think it did? Yeah. That's a great line. Well, no, Lima doesn't have a zoo. And I don't know if that's one of the writers thought it had a zoo. <laughs> Well, it's because they always did those segments on With the, the zoo. Animal, yeah, on the, yeah, on the news in the zoo. I remember the monkeys or something. And at the time, I didn't think much of it. But it should have occurred to me, well, yeah, Lima doesn't have a zoo. Columbus has a zoo, and Cincinnati has a zoo. But none of the other cities in the state have zoos. 
So I guess I just assumed that they were doing something in Columbus or something with the zoo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but that Lima doesn't have a zoo. Why do we think it did? <laughs> just kills me every time because I feel like somebody had a sudden realization in a writer's room somewhere. <laughs> um. So I guess we're gonna kind of wrap it up. Um. Or else the segment would be like five hours long. And um. Because you know I could talk to you about this all day. But um. True. True. I know. Um. But yeah, we've come to an end. I can't believe. <sighs> Um, I still think that weird. It's the end of it. I know. And you were on one of, I mean, was the Christmas one your first one or were you on earlier that and then that? I don't. I don't remember. Oh, that's what, before we go off though. I don't 100% remember exactly if that was my first one, but it was one of my first ones and it was the first one I was ever on with RB. Yes. Um, before I, uh, before I give you your award though, I want to mm-hmm. mention, um, what we were talking about beforehand. Uh, what were we talking about beforehand? Shoot. <laughs> I will edit this out. Cause I got to remember what we were talking about. Cause I'm like, we need to mention this on. Oh, I remember that I have done 160 of the, 60 of these now. And I don't go back and listen to them. So I understand a lot of people when they listen to like, for example, Kevin and Jenna's podcast and they, they can't remember the lines that they did. And you're like, how can't, you know, how can you not remember that? And then it's because, um, they did it once and then it's been years and it's there. I don't remember my, I remember pieces of some of the episodes. I remember some of the running jokes. Um, I remember that, you know, uh, Kitty's contract actually gets to be filled, filled. I get to let her finish her contract tonight. Um, she, you guys have no idea how many times she has canceled my contract and then reneged on it. I have been, I have been quote unquote fired so many times. And yet somehow our B is, Oh man. Um man, I wonder what that contract looked like. I have to write up a fake contract now. Um oh my god. So it's you just remind me. Do you remember when RV made that fake donate kitty litter? Do you remember that? Oh, I do remember that. That RV created this fake like PSA about saving kitty. And sending me yes, kitter litter. You kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, and <laughs> it was so done like the ASPCA commercial. Yes. Oh my oh, god. That was good. That was so funny. That and the oh. and the Oh man, but there are I mean like the Christmas one, just because we we talked about that one scene for like three hours. We um, really did. It's literally, and the thing about it is, is that's really the scene that I couldn't stop watching, that I couldn't stop thinking about. It's the one that sent me looking for Fic mm-hmm. over the, you know, winter hiatus. And so it's so interesting that that's one, if it not the first, one of the first times that I was on with you guys. Yeah. And we talked about that five minute scene for like at least an hour and a half. Cause didn't we do yeah. two episodes in that? Yeah, I think we did Sue Sylvester Shuffle, too. Is that in the same one? I think so. I can't remember now. I know I was on the Sue Sylvester Shuffle, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, But the funny thing is... um, Just... It's gone again. This is how tired I am. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Don't remember everything. 
what we said. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, no, but I don't remember what we were just talking about it either. Oh. About you, oh, when you first came on and everything. Mm-hmm. I think that one of my favorite podcasts, and this is just, I mean, like, I en- have enjoyed really all of it. I'm not, mm-hmm. there isn't anything that I'm like, oh, God, that sucked. I should have never done that. No, I'm really proud of the project that I've done. And I've had a lot of really, really great moments in, like, every podcast that I've done. But I think overall, one of the best ones that we did was I Do. Um and just because the claim, I called claim the F plot of that episode. And that's when I canceled your podcast. That's when the two out of three podcasters. Is that when that, I, I, cause I was just thinking about the, the well, two out of three podcasters. Don't yes. Think. It was exactly. me, you and RB. Yeah. We, uh, we, we recorded that at like 10 in the I morning like too. 10 in the 10, 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. RB yeah. was drinking already. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> it's crazy. I had to go to work that day. Like that doesn't. So I, for 10 a.m. We were really kind of slap happy to be we honest. We really were for, it was, ridiculous. it was so funny. Like we, I don't even want to know how much laughing you cut out of that one. Yeah. Because we had like several long periods where we just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. That that's when I think overall it was probably one of my favorite podcasts. We just laughed so much during that podcast. That one was, that one was good. And then I couldn't was, remember what episode it was that we did that. I, I just do. remember every other line, and someone go, "Well, two out of three podcasts are successful." Stupid <laughs> idea. <laughs> and then the other one, um, not so much of a podcast. There was a moment where this was, I think, for the New New York podcast. Mm. snarky wouldn't stop talking and like i kept trying to end the podcast and she would just be like oh and then this other thing and it was so funny and um uh, sam canada biscuits was on and we just kept bursting out and laughing because the ending was like 10 minutes long because i couldn't end because snarky just had more she wanted to like input and it i'd every once in a while I'd go back and listen to the end of that podcast because it was so funny oh, um but really i can't i mean I've had such great moments with everybody on the podcast. I've had like so much laughter and so much fun times and getting to know people through doing this has been just mm-hmm. amazing. And, um, cause I know when, when you first started, like other than really starting up TBD and saying, cause I think you sent me a message or something saying, Hey, I'm doing this thing and you can come like, be a part of it if you want and I said well yeah it's like clean fic of course sign me up for that yeah. and then you're like I'm going to do a podcast and I'm like oh I did that a little bit with the other one that, that was out there and I really really mm-hmm. liked it and sign me up and then I'm so glad I said that because like I don't know like we've known each other for like four years now and like mm-hmm. I just can't remember it's so weird how friendships are like this like I can't remember not knowing you Right. I feel the same way. And it's like, it's so funny because I think I met most of, I mean, there were a couple of people I knew before it, you know, I didn't get really super involved until season six. And so I had a couple of friends mm-hmm. during season six who are very near, dear to my heart, but, um, really through the podcast is really how I started to get to know people. And 
it's been just, you know, we talking, talk people, I talked to everybody outside the podcast and mm-hmm. we have this discord channel that we're doing now and just becoming friends along the way. Right. I mean, having conversations, like there are many times when the podcast, like we'd end the podcast and we talk for like another hour and, um, right. Yeah. You and I, I know you and I have done that. A couple yeah, times. we've done, we have, and, um, RB and I, and you and I, oh, I don't, Remember if if you guys actually, but I said you guys Christmas cards. You're on my Christmas card you list. Did. Once once we've exchanged addresses, you're pretty much getting a card from me. So that's you know, and that's one of my favorite things to do every Christmas is go down to the post office. So and go, everybody's go going to this date and, and she'll get some cards in the mail. You're gonna go broke. <laughs> Christmas only do so many because I well and then I have this whole other stack that actually goes out of the country because of where I've met people you know I sent a card to Australia and I send a card Mm -hmm. to England and and all of those places and it's so weird to think that before Glee I didn't do that but now I have this whole stack of you know fandom friends that I'm Christmas card pals with and when you go traveling you don't have to stay in hotels I mean in theory in theory. <laughs> as long as right. you travel in the right place, I mean, there's there's like yeah. six states I could name off the top of my head that if I'm in if I'm in the area, I could probably drop in and cash, crash on their couch, and nobody mm-hmm. would say, right? You exactly. know, yeah. And it's so so weird to think that that would be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's time for your award. This is another of the nudies. <laughs> I won! I won! Um, everybody's getting awards. And you, 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 Miss Slayer Kitty, um, you are getting the Britney S. Pierce, the most special unicorn award. Um, okay. Uh, just for being just mm-hmm. you and unique and quirky and always come and, and being just a joy and a, a ball of sunshine and maybe looking at things in a different way, but always just having your unique spin on things and... And that's I am why special. God damn you it. are special. I am. And I, part of me wants to go get that Britney card. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Britney card. And you said you're, you know, and you said you are an enabler. And I, I definitely think that Britney is an enabler. So, um, she is a little bit. She I really agree. is. So, oh, uh, Kitty, it has been a joy to know you. It's, it's great. That we get still get to be friends, even though this is yes. ending. You, our friendship is not. Um, no, you are a just. I will be here to pester you <laughs> as long as you can stay. Um, anytime I enter Ohio and I'm going out in the world, I will think of you. Um, and if you're so. driving through, you must stop by my house. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this, and thank well, you for you, you know all the you great- for doing it too because. It's four years of your life that you dedicated to this thing, and you kind of brought us all together, you know. I would have never have met RB or Snarky or anybody else that I've become friends with on, you know, through this. Who's, um, sorry, my guinea pig decided he wanted to add his two cents in. See, this is why you get the Britney S. Pierce Award. Because <laughs> your guinea pig isn't real <laughs> I'm like, well, he really likes what I'm saying, I guess. But none of this would have happened if it wasn't for you deciding to do it. So, you know, all of this stuff, it's your fault. 
but in a good way. <laughs> and I'm really glad you decided to do it because I think in some ways, you know, it did change my life in a way because we, you know, I met all these people, mm-hmm. but it also kind of brought fandom back together a little bit after we were starting to scatter. We had something to go to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a, a sort of a, a center thing to come back to now that the show was gone. Mm-hmm. So we felt it a little maybe. Yeah. 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 And I think even though we are, oh God, I keep saying stuff about journeys and new directions and everybody's like groaning, but really it, it has been, you know, it's been wonderful. And even though we are kind of scattering, um, you know, things are coming to its natural conclusions. Uh, but it doesn't feel quite as divisive as it did when yeah. the show was in. Does that, that make sense? Like a darker way, yeah. And I think we're now ending on a brighter note, I think. I think things are becoming a little bit lighter again. I think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I just when think in the general... the show ended, things were just culturally we were in such a weird place and we never really got out of that place and it just sort of got worse yeah um but well anyway on that delightful note (laughs) good positivity yay oh my gosh uh kitty you're amazing wear my britney hat proudly i love you very much and um this is series wrap on slayer kitty can't see it, but I'm bowing and blowing kisses and doing like rock on <laughs> And yeah, thank you so much. Okay, hello guys. Welcome to the finale segment. I've got Bethany here. Um, hey, one more time for Not That B. Um, because you know, scheduling, and I wanted to get her on, and we couldn't really get her on with any of the groups, so it's kind of her own. She gets her own little feature segment. You should feel special. Fitting, I feel so special. You feel so special. So, this is the finale, last one, last time around, last time I get to talk to you ever. No, that's not true. I know, right? Yeah, it's really not. We're still gonna talk, kind of. I'll just start headed north and find (laughs) it somewhere. I'll um, just I'll just get to where you are and then just call start calling your name. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so Bethany, now that we're here, um, I, I yes. wanted to ask, do you have do you what was our first? Do you remember our first podcast together? I do. Yes. Oh, it was shoot. promise. It was promissory. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Um. So I had um. I had been listening to the podcast for a while and I'd had a not so great experience on another podcast. So I was really nervous about asking. And then you posted on Tumblr that you needed some people for Promisaurus. And I was like, you know what? That's a really easy episode. There's not a lot of like things. that. um, Well, there was curtain blame, but there wasn't a lot of stuff to like argue about. Right. There wasn't a lot of stuff to like get, in the sticky places about it was just a fun stupid silly episode so I messaged you and I was like well if you need somebody I can do it and you're like of course yeah and so it was so funny because we did it and then we ended up talking for like three hours that night that's right podcast was over and like 
I was so relieved because I was like, oh my gosh, like that went so well and I've made a new friend. So yeah. it was really the beginning of a really great friendship for the two of us. It and was. And I remember because like I was on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I remember that. Oh gosh, I do remember that now. And I remember like, cause it was so exciting. Cause then we met up for the Chris Cole for signing and uh-huh. Sarki had messaged you and given you yes. like these bingo sheets and stuff like right, that. And, for your birthday. Oh my and... goodness. It was so great. Um, oh yeah. It was my birthday that day too. It oh, was. Yeah. We went gosh. to lunch and like, we just did Chris Cole for things. Yes. It, it was, was just great. so fun. And, and then, you know, and, um, I mean, I was on a lot of podcasts for a long time. I haven't been on a ton lately just because my life has gotten so busy. But it's like I was on all, all kinds for a while, and it was so great, and I loved it so much. I'm really going to miss it. I really am. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's kind of funny because, like, I don't think that, you know, any of the podcasters that have been on um, – like it's not like well I mean some of them you lose touch with but like the people that have been the regulars really um you do just we're still gonna talk and we still got the discord channel and we still got you know our fandom space and that's not gonna go away but um there's some really special times just like being on the podcast and um you know, Bethany was always such a huge support system, and sometimes it'd be like, okay, you get to be the straight person. This, this is going to be crazy. We're going to have crazy people on here. <laughs> right. I just need you to be here with me and hold my hand right. while we do this. And, and I mean, just you've become one of my favorite people and one of my good Aww. friends, and I'm just Same. so glad that, you know, we got to share this time together. Um, yeah. Is there anything, as we're wrapping up, I mean, do you, like... Really, it was such a big part of our lives, and yeah. um, it's. I don't think it is anymore in the same way, but no. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's either. so funny because you know when I um, last year, uh, because Glee, I was so obsessed with Glee, and I started dating my girlfriend Jess. She re- she had rewatched she had watched Glee with me because we we had been friends for years before we got together, but like sporadically when it was airing, but she never finished. She'd never watched the last season. So she's like, well, now that we're together, I'm going to start watching it and I'll watch the whole series. And she like got sick of waiting for me to watch it with her. I was like, Oh, I don't really like that episode. You can watch it without me. It's fine. Or I've seen that episode a bunch of times. You don't have to wait for me to watch it. You can go ahead and watch it. And so like, she was like, I'm watching this for you. Why are you not watching it with me? And I'm like, you don't even understand. I've seen these episodes like 20 times. Like I don't need to see them again. And it's just, I mean, it's just not a part of my daily life anymore in a way that it so was even two years ago. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It gets like, I I mean, and for me, um, it's just been so entrenched in everything that I've been doing. I mean, like my second job for the last four-ish years, yeah. and I say three, four, I know, well, I mean, I did start it right after the show went, and so it's been four with the, the whole website. I, um, I'm like, I can name you, I can do this. I can totally do this. I can name all 121 episodes in order in under three minutes. Really? Um, I can. Don't. But that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Really, one of these times I need to, do, I mean, I have recorded myself doing it before, but anyway, it's only three minutes of your life. Um, no, um, maybe I'll save that for when Snarky and RB do their little segment together. Um, 
but I can do it. But it's like, I want to get to the point where I don't remember every single detail. I mean, I'm at the, you know, you can ask me anything Kurt and Blaine related, yeah. any kind of thing. You know, what episode did Kurt do X, Y, and Z? Oh, this one. What, when right. did Blaine do that? This one. I, I can pretty much do it. And I want to go back to a time where I didn't know it so well. Um, mm-hmm. Because then it's like rediscovering it. And I, I, I'm... I, gosh, I don't want to, because it's so funny, because some people are like, I'm never going to get tired of the show, and they can just go back to the beginning and watch it. I'm the type of person that's like, I've closed the book on it, I need to give it some time before I revisit yeah. it again, because I just have been there, so. um, But, you know, it's, you don't, how do I put this? You don't regret the memories. You don't regret mm-hmm. the stuff no. that you've been through. It has all been very meaningful. This podcast has been very meaningful. It's been there. It's been a lot of stuff in the last four years that I don't think people realize that I've been yeah. through. And to have some structure and to have people being there and to have this thing that I'm yeah. doing in this community that we have um, mm-hmm. has been very important for me. This is supposed to be about you, but I'm just making it about me again. No. <laughs> so. Go for it. Go right ahead. So... Um, but yeah, that's why, you know, you have people like Bethany on and you know, you're going to get a good solid conversation and you know that, um, you know, things are going to be good. So do you have anything that you want to say about the show or about the audience or to the audience Um, or about? So Glee was my very first fandom. I had never really, I mean, I had like really liked shows before and really like, kind of sought them out on like Twitter or whatever. Well, not Twitter because Twitter didn't exist before Glee, but like different things. But Glee was the first show that I really looked for other people to really talk about it with. And I was not disappointed. Like fandom was a crazy, fun, sometimes exhausting place, but it also was somewhere that I felt like I belonged. And, and it was so funny because kind of what I got from the podcast too. It was like, I had never, I had always been kind of sitting on the sidelines and then I got involved in this and it was like, Oh, people know who I am. And our like, I got my first hateful anonymous message and I was like, where, I mean, right on cool. Like, but I had never gotten, even gotten that before. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing by any means, Mm -hmm. but I just mean that like, it's just made my name a little bit, more in the Glee fandom and that was a weird experience but it also was kind of fun and I I mean I just I had a great I had a blast these past couple of years and I probably am done with the Glee fandom I think I'm never done with the friends that I made but I think I'm done with the fandom but it was just a really great experience and I'm glad that I had it yay I'm going to end this little segment with her nudie award. And as I said before, <laughs> this is like a nice spirited, not mean spirited Dundies from the office. Um, uh-huh. So your nudie award is the Finn Hudson. The show's going to go all over the place award. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is that you're dependable. You're always there. You're always aware that things are going to go crazy and whatever but you still rise to the occasion and are still a leader and still you know there for me um even when it's just gone crazy um and i deeply Aww. appreciate that so i love it i will carry yeah. that with me um i think i, I need to make I a post a at the end yeah yeah you have the mighty travel cleft trophy right. um i will have to make a post of all the nudies when i'm 
you know, done and to air that with the podcast or yes, post that podcast. Great. I love um, it so much. Because they've been so much fun. So um, from the bottom of my heart, Bethany, thank you so much for oh doing this goodness. and becoming my friend and sharing this journey with me and doing all the all the other gross podcasts and and just for whatever adventure we end up at next. Thank you so much. I honestly it was been my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, we are back with internationals. It's our final round here at Trivia Night. And the, the answer first is always Matt Bummer. <laughs> the first category is about the podcast. Mm, okay. When did the podcast premiere? What month and what year? Oh. Uh, it was a long time ago in a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Hmm. Less than four years ago. It was the February of 2016. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's been on for a while. All right. Who it was is such f- a more innocent time then? It was such a more innocent time. Do you remember how much hope there was in February of 2016? <laughs> so much. There was a lot of hope. There was. There was so different. Much. Hmm. All right. Who is the first guest that I recorded with? RB? Nope. Was it the first one you recorded with or the one on the first episode? The first recorded. It's different than the first episode. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Um, recording Aquafellas with me was Black John Lennon. Okay. Yeah. All right. Which episode of the podcast has the most hits? I feel like it's one where we were pretty thirsty. Yes. Bo. <laughs> you were but, on it, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so uh, I don't remember which which thirsty one it was. Um, was it one of the Christmas ones? Yep. Yep. It was the first Christmas episode, the one with the Christmas porn. Yeah! Yes. Yep. It has 455 hits. Comparatively, the rest of them, the next one down has like 200 something. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's yep. a solid episode. Okay. So I did not host three episodes. What were the topics of these three episodes that I sat out on? Oh, one of them was the 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 Christmas episode where Kurt gets tied up like a tofurkey. Yes. That's the only one I know. You get a third of a point, though. I get a third of a point. Very proud of you. Thanks. Um, Just to finish this question, the other two are Blaine and family and LGBT issues. Yep. I didn't host for three times. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm still there, but sometimes it's neat letting somebody else do it. (laughs) Here is a multiple choice question for you. Uh-huh. Who was the most prolific guest on the show? Was it RB? Was it Starkey? Was it Bethany? Or was it Kay? I think it was Poseidon. I 100% think that it's Poseidon. Great Lord of the Sea! But I also know that it's RB. I know it. Deep in my heart. Do you really know it? I think, Do you really think I think it's me too. Look, I, I show up scheduling. I know what's up. I'm telling you. It was. It was. It was RB. Woo! Yay. 
Oh, get this though. This is the crazy part. We've done 160 podcasts. RB, you were on 42 of them. <laughs> That's it. That's no, it. I know. Seriously, it you, feels like so many more because you know. she's always the pinch hitter. <laughs> right. She's always totally. the pinch hitter. Right. There's been a bunch where it's been like, "What are we going to do with this episode? Yeah. I don't know." RB and Let's I will just do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Snarky. You she's willing second. with 34. That can't be right. That is right. Uh, Kel- uh, Kelly, wait, Kitty, wait, and give I. Me, give me the numbers again. What All right. Was, hold on. I'll so go down many, here. So, how many was I on? You were on rank 42. Us, rank us by our bestestness. You were. And uh, how, how many total were there? 160. And yes, Kitty and I, we we went and we we did a, a tally of every single one. We went through every single one. So, Arby was on 42. Snarky was on 34. Bethany was on 29, and that's including the All the Other Ghost podcasts. Slayer Kitty was on 25. Black Tom Lennon was on 24. Then so it just goes I was on that. 26% of the podcast. So, yes, <laughs> including the final one. So, oh, my God. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's a, also, oh, my God, I was on so many, but also it was only that many? Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it doesn't seem, I it mean. It feels I, like you're on way more. I but, really expected no. it to be like half. Yeah. yeah. No offense. No, not like untaken. because it felt like I, half, why would but that, because I show up. how it, would that be offensive? I don't understand how that would be offensive. I just feel like, I mean, honestly, no offense to everybody else. I just feel like Arby's done the lion's mm-hmm. share of the work. I All show right. up a lot. <laughs> she does. I appreciate her so hard. Okay, which episode do you, I think is my favorite of the podcast? I love all the podcasts. All the podcast episodes, but which one was probably the most fun to record? Oh, this I one. mean, there there are different questions as to what was fun for you and what was fun for those of us who were on it. <laughs> because I, well, I, I mean, I can the ones that were fun to be on were ones yeah. where you were so uncomfortable and we kind of mocked you. Well, yeah, like when we got super thirsty and you're like, "Oh my god, what's going on? I can't hear these cats," <laughs> and we're like, "We're gonna talk about porn." Oh my you know, you say that, but I am listening to the Dreams Come True podcast right now where she brings up a bullet. It's <laughs> true, I did. <laughs> um, I, I Just off the top of my head, and this is not really going back and listening to them, I am giving it to the one with the F plot, which was I Do, and that was when oh, RV and Kitty and I did it in the morning, but good. that was so, we laughed so much. That was a very <laughs> enjoyable one to listen to. It was just crazy, and I canceled Kitty's, you know, contract, and that was the two out of three podcasters. Yeah, really that's was. the two out of three podcasters. That's the three, two out of three podcasters, yeah. That All right. doesn't feel like that long ago, and yet that's so long it, ago. Oh, really? It feels like forever ago, but then I moved since then, so. <laughs> well, you've had, it's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. So, our last category, guys. Is me. So here we go. Oh. Yep. This is the answer is 3.30 to 10.30. Uh, the answer is the Sea Lord Poseidon. <laughs> the answer is... The, the answer, answer is, is... I forgot to turn on the secondary recording mic. Oh, God. The answer is... I'm so glad my brother isn't home. <laughs> the answer is... I'm so sorry that there are trucks passing by. <laughs> I love it. That's all the answers. <laughs> You forgot. Oh, crap. We have to do this again. Um, (laughs) So, why did I pick the handle Space Orphan? Oh, because it's uh, from The Office. Yes. Yes. You're going to go with Sar. Yay. All right. Bonus question. What is the 18? 
What is the significance of 18? Who said a honk? That was uh, a honk. <laughs> I agree I it was a honk, but from where? I, I think no it was Poseidon. from the untitled goose game. <laughs> <laughs> we can blame it on a goose. Oh my goodness. All right, bonus. What does the 18 stand for? Or what is the significance behind 18? Well, we know you started this, oh, your blog, when you were 18. No. So. <laughs> 2018? Nope. The fact that 18 other people already had that handle? No. <laughs> uh, uh, no clue. All right. 18 was the date I was born on. Oh. Oh. Yeah. A lovely month of July. All right. What episode of Glee was the first episode that I watched? Uh, oh, it wasn't the pilot. That's no. true. It's not the pilot. It's um, it's something with Blaine, I think. Wait. Fuck. God damn it. I know this, too. All right, fine. Just tell us. The pilot. <laughs> It was the pilot. God it was it. the pilot. I started from the beginning. <laughs> but it was... I, um, I, I yeah. jinxed myself. Yeah. It was the pilot. Um, my friend, fun story, I was kind of in this kind of like semi-relationship. And the guy left me to go back to his ex-girlfriend. It was really fun. And my good friend was like, here, here's a TV show. You should watch and, and you'll probably like it because you like musical theater and it's a lot of fun. So she gave me the DVD of the first 13 episodes because that was a thing. And I started so, yeah. your space. See, I was we referred to your friend as Princess Nickampoop. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay, <laughs> but I was correct that it wasn't in real time. In it my, wasn't in, in real my time. brain. It was like yeah. not in real time. No, but it is the first episode that I did watch was the pilot. What episode made me not only a cleaner, but got me into fandom? Wheels. Kidding. He's not there. No <laughs> original song. No. Never been kissed. Nope. Cooper? Nope. The Boy, breakup? Kidding. No. <laughs> it was before the breakup. Oh, child oh, star. Child star. <laughs> no. <laughs> earlier, earlier. Only a boxed wine. <laughs> a Christmas episode? Nope. It's season three of all things. Season three made me cleaner. The one where one Finchel the talks about the chairs? <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> it's early season three. It's kind of an infamous clean episode. The Purple Piano Project? No. Dance with somebody? Nope. <laughs> Do I need to go to the Google? Oh my I'm goodness, Sarki. <sighs> Can't believe you haven't guessed this yet. I'm just not gonna say it until you figure this out because it's the this first is time. Silly. Yes, the first time. Oh, okay. Oh. See. Yeah. I okay, so See, she pretends that she's elevated. Well, here she is. No. The, the first, first time, time, she just what, wants to watch people bonk. I do. Mm -hmm. What happened? I was watching Soft the first focus. time. Soft focus bonking. I feel like we should have looked it up on the internet movie database to find out what was going on. <laughs> yes, I believe that's <laughs> www.imdb.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the story is that um, I was catching up on Glee because I hadn't watched it for a while because I stopped watching it live. And I watched the first time, and they did the auditorium, and the during the auditorium scene, that just, like, 
made my heart skip a beat. And I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. So I went back and I binged the entire thing. This was all on Netflix. And I just fell in love with Kurt and Blaine. And that's how that happened. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Aww. They're mm-hmm. sweet. They are sweet. All right. Was it Who the is... emotional twirling? Is that what did it? <laughs> it was the, actually it was um, the You Take My Breath Away. That kiss and the yeah. You Take My Breath Away. I mean, that's a yeah. solid. Aww. And Kurt in those, that vest and those jeans and he looks so cute. And yeah. So. Yes. Cute. <laughs> okay. Um, he's going for. <laughs> um. All right. So, who is my least favorite Glee character? Sue. Well, it's got to be a mean person. Mm-hmm. It's not Sue. I like. I, I think it might be Becky. Person. Nope. Who else is mean? Just plain mean. Uh, All right, I will give you a hint. Give us um, a season. Season one, and it's probably Fuck. not the most Terry. obvious one. No. Kim I Tanaka. just like this. Yes, Kindanaka. I hate Kindanaka. He's the worst. <laughs> he is the worst, and I'm so glad I don't really have to see him again if I don't need to. So. All right. What is my favorite fanfic trope? PWP. Yes. RB with the win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One more. Very last one. What was my first fanish obsession back when I was just a little space orphan? Mighty Ducks. Yes. It was Mighty Ducks. It was Mighty Ducks. I mean, Jonathan Jackson. (laughs) No. It's Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Whatever. Jeez. Damn it. Right? All right, we did it. Just a disgrace. No, we answered all the questions. We answered. We all the end questions. with Mighty Ducks. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Legacy. What is legacy? The legacy, <laughs> the legacy is the Mighty Ducks. Is is what it is. So the Mighty Ducks. I wish I knew the garden that they will never get to see. <laughs> I wish I knew yeah. any possible Mighty Ducks reference I could throw. So here. unfortunately, in my head. I have the theme song to the cartoon version of the oh Mighty Ducks God. right now. I don't even know Disney what it was. Oh, all means. terrible. Go for it. Here are the Mighty Ducks skating <laughs> for the goal. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, such yeah, a yeah. terrible show. It was terrible. It didn't oh, have it any of the Mighty Ducks characters in it. Not as good. But, but it was the regular Mighty like Ducks. It's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. played hockey and were ducks. And alien and ducks, too. Crime. Yes, they were alien ducks who fought crime in Anaheim. Because, because 90s. Okay. Because Disney wanted to make money. I mean, I'm so confused about the alien part, but we're just going to go forward. Well, I mean, where else would you get people sized ducks who could play hockey? They couldn't do ooze. That was already Uh, taken by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Okay. Fair. All right. So. So, it's been 160 episodes, and I've got some stuff I want to wrap up with. 159. Well, this is 160 plus this one. And I just want to ask you you guys. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I've been asking everybody this, and since we were getting, we're now getting to the wrapping up of the whole thing. 
Um, do you guys have any like special moments that you remember or things you want to say about the podcast now that we're coming to an end or good moments or delightful moments or just moments that you want to make fun of me one more time for? <laughs> I mean, I can't believe you think that we would make fun of you. Well, yes. That's... <laughs> that Are there moments that weren't special? How do you choose right. the specialist of the special when everything's special? Everything is special. Everything is special because you're a part of it. You're a part of it. Because mm-hmm. you've got friends. I can't even remember the song. <laughs> Forever. I was going to sing the Marley, the Marley the song. song. The Marley friend song. No, I think I maybe did that, messed it up a little bit. I don't, I didn't pay attention to the thing about, oh, you have more friends than you know. There you go. You have more friends than you know? I don't know that one. I just know. Friends forever. Always be forever. Okay, I'll stop singing. Anyway. I'm so out of the loop. (laughs) You don't remember that Saved by the Bell episode where they get a band and they sing Friends Forever? Oh my God, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, oh, later when they fucking have amazing. sad prom where they break up. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I know oh. I'm going to be repetitive here. I know I said this because I think I said it, or maybe I just imagined that I said it. But I think I said it on the Kurt Boats podcast. Mm-hmm. I am so impressed by this entire project because it was started, it was planned, mm-hmm. and it's finished. Yeah. Like, who finishes shit? People don't. I know. People really it's don't. True. We do. I mean, we finished it. I mean, you saw this through to the bitter end. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't call and it you've bitter, sat, you've seen some times these last seen few some years. Times these seen, years. You have seen oh, some times. Oh my things. goodness. We have all seen some things. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they are wrapped in gold lamay and other times they're not. <laughs> Sometimes they're not wrapped. Cooper's just not wrapped. <laughs> Cooper is just not wrapped. I have already unwrapped it and played with it a little bit. Oh my bit. goodness. Oh my <laughs> Oh, I, the thing though, is that like this podcast, even though it is my time to wrap it up, it has been something incredibly special to me. It has gotten me through some really dark and hard times. And just to know that there are people out there, even if they live far away, who will come join me for shenanigans and who will come join me and just sit and talk. And like a lot of times we would just talk afterwards and talk yeah. beforehand. And, you know, you have just- people from all over the damn world yeah. who wanted to come talk on the podcast and, and they're all great people everybody was awesome everybody was awesome i guess a couple of them probably sucked and they're not around anymore but for the most part <laughs> i mean god that rb she just <laughs> so rb i wanted to say you know because you were always a little salty about not being on the first episode so this is no <laughs> but here you are on the last <laughs> Here you are on you the last episode. You shot me down. I was like, you're like, I need volunteers. I'm like, I'd be happy to do it. You're like, nah, that's cool. Whatever. No. But how do you feel oh. now that you've been on 42 of them? I have outlasted. And you are on the last one. And you are one of the final guests of the show ever. You might get the last word. You might get I the might. last word. Oh, my God. So how do yeah. you feel about that? I mean... 
I would like to thank my family and I would like to thank all of the support that I've had to be a mouthy drunk while talking about television shows and fanfic tropes. And it's just meant so much to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think that it's kind of hilarious. Um, (laughs) And I also think that it does speak a little to, if you want to do something, be persistent about it until somebody is too beaten down to tell you. no. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I have sir, no idea how I got on. I must. I guess I asked. Yeah, you must have asked. I mean, that first you don't ask, season. you don't get. Sometimes yeah. it's true. Snarky. I remember. You know, what? I remember Snarky because RBI met on the podcast. But Snarky was the number one fan in my activities. She liked everything that I did, and I, I just I felt love very everything. special. I, I like, love oh, everything. This person who likes like everything that I did <laughs> wants to be on my podcast. It was very special. I was a little scared yeah. for half a second. Stalker. Yeah. I'm outside right now. <laughs> I'm outside your house right now. Um, how do you feel not knowing my schedule anymore, though? I mean, like, that's. I mean, crazy. she may just still randomly ask you your schedule <laughs> just so that. It just to keep tabs on it. Right. You got to eat You know, slowly. it's sad. It's sad because I have a spreadsheet. Mm hmm called tdb podcast scheduling in my google drive that i opened maybe not every day but let's just say every other day for yeah. however long i was helping with that and at some point it will slide out of my recents and i will be sad i might just open it just to keep it in there yeah you can just add something arbitrary into it <laughs> i could i could you could you could add my, we can make that my writing schedule and you can help me keep focus for that. Boom. Done. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So before I forget to do it, let's do these awards. We've got nudie awards. Everybody's getting a nudie award. I feel like I should have made a statue for this or something. I know. I think I want to do, I'm going to like post a big giant post with all of them on there and put GIFs. Or gifts oh, or whatever yeah. you want to call them. Well, I um, like my statue to be gold. Called gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Can we call this episode the one where Pam finally learns how to say the word gif? No, I'm doing it to appease you. I still say gif. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. People are allowed to be wrong. It's okay. Because yeah. I am a lot wrong. all the time. <laughs> all right. So, so the rest of our nudie awards. Here we go. For the those of the people that are not here on the podcast but have been on the pad- podcast before, you get the Matt Rutherford Never Seen Again But Never Forgotten Award. <laughs> oh, they're so special. Okay. But shout out to them. And shout out to – there are a couple of people I sincerely need to thank before I uh, get to you guys. Um, I wanted to say thank you again to Nikki's, uh, Nikki, Nikki's fandom favorite thing. Nikki's random – what is her name? Her name's Nikki. She's amazing. I she think, does isn't the it TV Nikki, isn't it Nikki fandom thing. Yes, blog. Nikki has been doing and and doing the podcast. No, she's been doing the fic blog for a long time because I shuffled that to her a long time ago, and she's still going to keep it up. Um, it's not ending. It's not going anywhere. Um, it's still going to be running. I will still be kind of tangentially watching over it, but she takes care of it. Tangentially. Tangentially. I have now been tentacly. Possibly, I'm going to be tentacly involved. <laughs> um, Nikki has and, been doing a crazy good job yeah. for so long, and I think nobody knows that she does it. So yeah. kudos to her. Kudos to her. Um, finger snaps. Want, finger snaps. Yay! Jazz I want to thank. Um, I want to thank 
um, Seer of Today, Tomorrow, and Clean Ship 2, which is Carbon. They Woo! did the rewatch with me every Sunday for two years. They wrote up their thoughts. Two years. Three watch oh. did for two years every Sunday night, um, which was amazing. So thank you for doing that and keeping up. And, and everybody who contributed over the years, though, who joined the podcast or who did the rewatch or who helped with TBD, um, you guys were amazing. And you helped make the community the, what it is. And it's amazing. Um, and we also have our Discord channel up. So we're not, you know, even though TBD is ending, um, we're still going to have the Discord channel up. You can find RB and I kicking around. Sometimes Absolutely. Snarky will grace us with her presence, but... Sometimes um, it's that damn time zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're Julie, there. Julie and I were like, "What's going on?" Everybody went to bed. Everyone went to bed. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully you're joining us tonight when we do our encore of 2009 and Dreams Come True. We will be on. Hope that you are too. Get in, losers. We're we're doing the encore. We're doing it. <laughs> All right, so. RB, you get yours first because you're very special to me. Okay. Um now I'm gonna I'm going to you get cry. Say the word is split too, because Snarky gave me an idea and I kind of love it. But Oh I did? Yeah. I ha- hey, I had a good idea. Yeah. It's two <laughs> so you get it's a, a two parter award. Two parter so, The sucky part's mine. <laughs> it is the Cooper. Jay Anderson, Emotional Tornado, and I want to look at from navel to navel, nipple to navel award. Oh my god! Because you on this podcast have been just amazing. Like you, you just show up when we're like, "Hey, we need a fourth. Come over here," and you're like, "Yeah, I'm here. Here's my drink." And you always bring the third, even if I don't know what's going on. Even if you don't know what's going on. Um, you always point us in the right direction and, um, I am really, I'm not a religious person, but I am, I'm very blessed to have you in my life and I appreciate you and I'm going to miss you, um, on these podcasts. I'm really glad I'm going to bug you every once in a while to like talk about the MCU or read back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, but, um, but yeah, that it's just... Just thank you so much for doing all of this with me. I have feelings. I agree. I'm going to miss people's voices. Emotional tornado. It was so wonderful to add in the voices and the personalities. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss it. Yeah, it is is really shocking to to hear what, when when I think of a, it's just a Tumblr username. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh shit, there's a real person behind there. And it yeah. doesn't, it's so interesting. I always thought RB was brunette. Just for some reason, her voice said that to me. <laughs> but it's not true. She's me a delightful too. blonde. I'm a blonde. <laughs> and she's very pretty. Aww. Yeah. Such a liar. I'll pass you your 20 later on. <laughs> Okay, I, so I hope at one point I will be in the same location as RB and not know it and simply know it by her voice and it will oh, be the best the like in real so life you will, cute ever. you will hear my laugh. I will hear it and I'll be like, "Excuse me, I have to go find this person." <laughs> <laughs> we would have our own Hallmark movie. Yes. Oh, I love be running through the crowd montage. 
Yeah. I'll be like at a busy airport and I'll hear it and I'll be like, it's so- somewhere. It's at Christmas. And she's Christmas. having brunch. Christmas. Christmas. Oh. <laughs> All right, Snarky, are you ready for your award? No. No. <laughs> yeah. Snarky, this award. <laughs> this, I actually thought a lot about this. Garby's was easy. I mean, obviously. But well, she's easy. But I'm chicken. I am easy. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm not cheap. Um, well, sure. This, I hope you understand how much this, giving you this award means. Um, it means a lot. Oh. You are touched. getting. I'm pre touched. The Elliot Gilbert Glitter Rock Vampire Award. <laughs> because you are a glitter rock vampire, and I know you like I, vampires. And I sparkle. <laughs> but like Elliot Gilbert, you are one of my closest friends, and you are a rock, and you're the person that has kept my life together through a lot of things. <laughs> and I couldn't have done this podcast without you there. And it, you just mean a lot to me. Oh. So thank you. Oh. Man, I kind of wish that we had an award for you. I know. Ooh. Well, I have one more. Can I give oh. my last one? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So this last one is to the audience, to my listeners who really, I mean, we'd just be listening to ourselves talk if we didn't, if we didn't have listeners, and we do, and they are amazing. Um, you guys get the Rachel Berry Greatest Star Award. Because you guys are my greatest stars. <laughs> so, yeah. Now. So, it, it, it feels like we should present you yeah. with an award. Because after like all should. that you have done. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Give, I did not plan this, give, by the way. And you give. <laughs> and so, Starkey and I would like to present you with the Lillian Adler Award. Oh. Because even as canon was ending... And the fandom was yeah. splitting up. You created Today Dream Believers to remind us that Glee is about opening yourself up to joy. Mm-hmm. And even though after this, the podcast will no longer be with us, people can still look to it as inspiration to continue. Oh, you guys. Did I make you cry? The goal was to make you cry. Did I make you cry? I'm close to crying. Yes! I mean, touching, emotions, feelings. <laughs> all the things. All the things. All the things. So many of the things. Finger snaps. Oh. Finger snaps. Finger, finger snaps. snaps. I mm, You guys. Oh. It has been a wonderful 160 episodes. It has been. Yeah. I don't think there's a Glee topic that we didn't discuss to death. Um, oh, goodness, no. If there was, there would be a 161st episode. <laughs> but there's... I'm, I but feel... There, but there's not. No, we will not come back some other week with, and another thing. We're not. No, we really are. This is the end of the line. Um, I'm never saying goodbye to any of you. And this is a series wrap on RB and on Snarky. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And and myself, which I can do, because Matt Morrison did it to himself. (laughs) So series um, So there. you're the Matt Morrison? Let's I'm the Matt Morrison Adler. I'll give him the Lillian Adler. <laughs> yeah. Um thank you, you guys. guys. Seriously. This has been thank an amazing you. ride. I'm like delaying it because you know it's kind of hard to wrap up, but I don't know if I have anything else to say other than I am so grateful for the product that we made and 
everything that went into this and all the people that went into this and everything. I, I'm just amazed that we got through it and we got to the end and I'm not going to be doing this anymore. But, um, yeah. Aww. In so, my mind, I'm listening, I'm playing the, the bumper music. Like when you sign yeah, up for a podcast and this, I know in my head, it just started to autofill that. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I, oh man. Um, I, don't, I wish I had a good note to end this on. I don't, I should have thought of something profound to like say, but I don't know if I do. Sometimes, I you know, you said it. You I said think it. like I Tony think. Stark, I will say every journey has an end. And this is the end of TBD. So I hope you guys have a great night. Have a great night. And have a great night. I love you all.